The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. 242 years ago yesterday, 56 of the greatest men ever assembled in one place with one purpose made one of the most significant declarations in the history of the world that the United States of America was now a sovereign free nation. Prior to this declaration, there was never a country like it on the face of the earth. Was it perfect? Nope. But it was it was the best mankind had ever done, would ever do, and certainly without God being the literal head of a government. And of course there were growing pains, and sometimes really intense and awful. There were plenty of mistakes that followed, but the simple fact is, these 56 men, at the peril of their very lives, gave the world a nation that would provide a safe haven for religion, for a justice system, for economic prosperity, and for the advancement of science and technology that would never be equaled. Without the United States, communism would have swept the planet Billions more human beings would be starving today. And technological advancement would have been stifled. Yet we we have issues. And our dialogue with each other is pretty harsh right now. There's a big divide between liberals and conservatives. But even so, a year and a half ago, we just had another peaceful transition of power. As we always do as we always have, and hopefully we always will. And that's something that most every other country on earth can't say. Yet we still have articles, like was written in Vox. We touched on this uh, on when I was filling in for Glenn. Um, Vox, three years ago, on the 4th of July, published three reasons the American Revolution was a mistake. God, I mean, this is so despicable um he said i'm reasonably confident a world in which the revolution never happened would be better than the one we live in now for three main reasons slavery would have been abolished earlier i don't know how you get that how do you come to that conclusion american indians would have faced rampant persecution, but not the outright ethnic cleansing Andrew Jackson and other American leaders perpetrated. You don't know that either. You don't know that. And America would have a parliamentary system of government that makes policymaking easier and lessens the risk of democratic collapse. Yeah, it's supposed to be hard to get legislation passed. That makes sure... that. That ensures that there's going to be far less mistakes than otherwise. And if speed is your only, and ease of policymaking is your only criteria, well then, a dictator's better, right? Because he could just dictate to the people. 
what your laws are, what your rules and regulations are. Why would you stop at a parliament? (laughs) Slavery would have been abolished earlier? Based on what? England was a slave country for 300 years. We were a slave country for 89. 89. And it was imposed on us by England. And it was illegal in most states to get rid of, st- of slavery. And yet, still, somehow, after the death of 600,000 men and women in the Civil War, we got rid of slavery anyway. In 89 years. The American Indian situation, the Native American situation, I mean, I, how do you know that Britain wouldn't have been just as brutal as we turned out to be? As Andrew Jackson turned out. And by the way, Andrew Jackson, the original Democrat, carrying out Democrat policies, just like uh, just like Wilson did and just like Roosevelt did. Those are all liberal um, issues from this liberal writing in Vox. I just I mean, this is an incredibly ridiculous article. And it seems to circulate every year now since it came out in 2015 because um, they like that's how a lot of people, I guess, like to celebrate our nation by talking about how if it never existed, the world would be a better place to live. Uh, part, part of what he said is it's true that had the U.S. stayed, Britain would have had much more to gain from the continuance of slavery than it did without America. It controlled a number of dependencies with slave economies, notably Jamaica and other islands in the West Indies, but nothing on the scale of the American South, adding that into the mix, would have made abolition significantly more costly. But the South's political influence within the British Empire would have been very vastly smaller than its influence in the early American Republic. For one thing, the South, like all other British dependencies, lacked representation in the parliament, which this person obviously feels is a good thing. The southern states were colonies, and their interests were discounted by the British government accordingly. But the South was also simply smaller as a chunk of the British Empire's economy at the time than it was as a portion of America's. The British crown had less to lose from the abolition of slavery than white elites in an independent America did. And I love how this just discounts everything that happened after all of this. The post-Civil uh, War America uh, and the Industrial Age and technological advancement and uh, our contributions to the world of liberty and spreading liberty and stopping the spread of communism, all of that completely ignored in that article. But those are the lengths to which progressives will go to dismiss this nation as a bad one as something undesirable and then you wonder why a person like Brit Hume says Democrats don't love this country well clearly here's a person I would guess is a Democrat um, certainly a liberal who doesn't love this country and believes the world would be a better place without it ludicrous it's uh absurd to to even 
make the statement that the world would be a better place without the United States of America. There can't be very many people on this planet who would believe that. Um, can you imagine if the Soviet Union had had their way with the, uh, with the world without us? China without us? I mean, the, the spread of communism would have been complete. Who's, who's going to be there to stop it? Britain? Ah, that, wouldn't, uh, that wouldn't have been sufficient. Nowhere near sufficient. 888 uh, Now I almost used Glenn's number. Mm. It's um, hard being in two places. It is hard. It's, uh, it's, it's tough to remember. Yeah. And by the way, the author of, uh, of that uh, Three Reasons the American Revolution was a mistake, you, mm-hmm. you, you surmise that he's probably a Democrat, probably hates America. Yeah, I think it's fair to say that, uh, just scrolling through some of, uh, some of what he's been writing about. You know. What is the guy's name? Uh, his name is uh, Dylan Matthews. Oh, and some of his other titles are uh, well. He are talks. Ab- yeah, he, he talks about how uh, the nuclear option on the Supreme Court. Um, I haven't read through it, but it just, he's trying to explain why uh, that'd be a good thing to pack the court um, mm-hmm. to stop you know Trump nominee's uh, impact. Uh, he he refers to Dinesh D'Souza as America's greatest conservative troll. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. So right. um, so he's a fun guy. He's somebody you'd like to have you sit down and have a nice dinner with and just discuss po- politics. It'd be wow. fun, wouldn't it? This guy, this guy, lo- he wants to be a part of Britain. Man, listen to this. It's okay to enjoy the royal wedding. Constitutional monarchies are great. Oh, my gosh. What is the... Well, of course, a monarchy because he believes in speed of government. So, yeah, a monarchy would be better than anything, mm-hmm. right? Why would you even need a constitutional monarchy? If speed is what you're... If that's your issue... A monarchy is perfect for you because the king just decides. Here's what we're going to do, and nobody can oppose him. Okay? Hmm. What a buffoon. He loves Cory Booker's plan of uh, guaranteeing jobs for everybody who wants one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's see here. Just it's communism. Just mm-hmm. scrolling through here. Um, ah, boy. Oh, okay. I don't know. This guy, I don't know. I, it'd be interesting to actually read some of these instead of just going off these headlines. But boy, it's it's clear where where he's a leaning. Let's put it that way. Pretty much is, yeah. Uh, and packing the court is uh, something they're really talking about quite a bit uh, lately. And of course, they don't want it packed now. They don't want Trump to do to say, okay, we're going to expand the court from nine to fifteen justices. Because they would go out of their minds <laughs> no. if that happened. No, it'd be a good idea. If they ever have power again. Yeah, but that's what they're talking that's about exactly now. what they're saying. When they win back the presidency, expand it to 15. All right, why, why wait till then? Let's just do it now. And we'll, we'll pack the court with conservatives. And then when you uh, win the presidency back, then you can expand it from 15 to 30 and pack it with liberals. Won't that be a great nation at that point? Then you'll wind up like Poland, who has 72 Supreme Court justices. And I wonder, I don't know how if they arrived at 72 in the way I just described, but it wouldn't surprise me at all. The, 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 then they got pissed when their, <laughs> new, when their leader uh, today, uh, who has a, who, I can't remember his name, but he's in power now, and he uh, eliminated 27 of the judges. So he... Paired it back to uh, 45. 
There's only 45 Supreme Court justices now in Poland. <laughs> Boy, that who gets to write to the dissent uh, on this case? You know, it's like all these people arguing for it. But uh, here's one of uh, Dylan Matthews' headlines. The amazing true socialist miracle of the Alaska Permanent Fund. Every resident gets a check just for being alive, and it really, really works. So I know nothing about the Alaska Permanent Fund, but I sure as hell would never write in a headline, The Amazing True Socialist Miracle. Amazing. But I thought he wanted a constitutional monarchy. Jeez. He's conflicted. Uh, very. Hmm. Yeah, f- because because of their uh, um, oil, I think, they divvy out some of that money. to. I think they send a check every year to the residents of Alaska, right? 2000 bucks or something like Wait that. Wait a minute. He can't be advocating for oil money going to people. I know, right? Because that's exactly where it says. That, yeah, it's a permanent fund, a state-owned investment fund established using oil, oil. revenues. Yep. Ding, 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 ding. Uh, all right. Let me tell you about uh, something that I'm pretty, uh, I'm really sold on. It's called Field of Greens for Brickhouse Nutrition. Now, I've talked about this a million times. I hate vegetables. It, almost every single vegetable. I like corn. Uh, I I can eat asparagus if it's grilled. Uh, that's about the extent of it. Unless you consider potatoes a vegetable, <laughs> then uh, then I'm I'm pretty much <clears throat> out on uh, on vegetables. So I don't get them in my diet until Field of Greens. Now Field of Greens from Brickhouse Nutrition provides me with a full serving of organic fruits and vegetables with just one scoop. And you take a scoop and you put it in your favorite drink or uh, just a glass of water if you want. It makes it taste like Kool-Aid. It's it's just really easy and it tastes great. It actually sweetens whatever drink you put it in. It's awesome. And then you're going to get that antioxidant power. You're going to get the pre and probiotic. You're gonna, it boosts your immune system. It's just a really good product that you're going to love. And, and then you're going to have more energy during the course of the day. Go to BrickHousePat.com. Try Field of Greens. And get 10% off a month's supply when you use the, the offer code PAT. BrickhousePat.com. Offer code PAT. BrickhousePat.com. Pat Gray Unleashed returns after this on the Blaze Radio Network. Unleashed. Supposedly, President Trump has narrowed the Supreme Court nominee field to three or four people. Oh, did you get a call? You I, get- not yet. I'm still waiting. And now, this that's why I say four, because he only mentions three. Uh-huh. But I'm pretty sure my name That's is- why you said the or four? Yeah. Because you're just name, assuming. I'm just assuming I'm about to be mentioned uh-huh. and sure. called and interviewed uh, at we all any are. minute. We're all assuming that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Brett Kavanaugh is the most likely candidate in the, in the eyes of most of the media. Um, he's also probably the least desirable of the three. Now there, none of them are, you know, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Uh, so they, they can't be really, really bad. I don't think. But you never know until they actually get on the court and start intermingling with these liberals on the court. And then uh, sometimes it just brings it pulls them left. Yeah. I just hate that our barometer is 
Ginsburg on yeah, this I whole too. adventure. I, I still just I, I just love the irony that, you know, Robert Bork would have been gone. He passed away <laughs> while mm-hmm. Obama was in office. They could have replaced Bork with a far leftist, but instead they gave us a moderate in Kennedy who they replaced uh, when Bork was uh, taken out. Mm-hmm. And now they get to see mm-hmm. what Trump does instead of Obama with that seat. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so you have Brett Kavanaugh mm-hmm. uh, is the lead candidate. And then second in, mo- in the eyes of most experts, Amy Coney Barrett, uh, who would be really good, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the third option seems to be Raymond Kethledge. And he might be the best of the three. Uh, he's really solid, too. The other one that comes up from time to time is Amul Tapar. And uh, he is also thought to be pretty solidly constitutionalist. So, I don't know. The only one you can maybe go wrong with is Kavanaugh. And that's so that's probably the one that's going to get picked. Just based on the fact that I'm a skeptic now. <laughs> uh, Why? Uh, by, you know, just experience. Uh-huh. Uh, history. Kind of like a, a, um, a dog that gets beaten just kind of yes, knows right. what to expect. Exactly <laughs> right. Okay. Although, we got a really good one last time, so maybe I shouldn't be so skeptical. Yeah, yeah. We got a Trump, really good one so from, far, from Trump, President Trump. Trump has um, been the, uh, I was going to say, he's, he's been the exception to the rule. You can apply that to anything Trump does, but as far as Supreme Court nominees so far, we yeah. love this, yes. Yeah, he's been awesome. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we'll see how that goes. And the announcement should come on Monday, so we don't have an awful lot uh, of time to continue to speculate about it, because... He's promised to announce the uh, the nominee on Monday, mm-hmm. and so we got that going for us. We'll keep an eye on that uh, during the course of the weekend and on Monday, of course. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Meanwhile, uh, anti ice protests continue. Charlie Cook, Charlie Kirk, uh, interviewed protesters who couldn't quite offer really good reasons for letting everybody into the country uh here's part one of that interview you know what i'm really worried about is white males in this country those are the people committing the most me so you're worried about me yes if i said i'm worried about black males that would be a racist thing right you just said white males that's pretty racist they have to shoot fix love not hate Makes America great. Well, oh, that's good. Really about the Jews and the stuff, really similar to what people say about the Jews. I wouldn't equate what's going on today with the rise of the Third Reich. Would you? Well, did you just say you don't think it is part of the Third Reich? No, I would not equate Donald Trump with the rise of the Third Reich. I do believe we're a white supremacist country. If we're such a racist country, why is it that Asian Americans and Indian Americans are actually richer than white Americans on average? Does that make this right? Department of Homeland Security. In fact, Bernie Sanders put on his website in 2015, "Dear Obama, stop separating parents and their kids." I hate to make that make this right. Well, all the images they're using on television of children in cages, those are taken under Obama. I mean, Obama separated 90,000 kids, and there were no protests. Okay, so now we're interviewing you. Well, no, I'm just saying a sentence. Okay. Thank you very you, much. You protest under Obama, right? Wow. Oh, man. I love that. So you give them a fact that they just can't quite comprehend. (laughs) And so they just turn it back on you. 
Oh, so I'm interviewing you now, huh? No, I'm giving you a fact while I'm interviewing you so that I can see what your thoughts are on that fact. 90,000. Actually, that's the first I've heard of the 90,000 figure. That's astounding. That's astounding. And I didn't. Have you ever seen the Bernie Sanders thing before? No, that was awesome. We got to find that. This guy's done a pretty decent job here. Uh, So he continued to interview some of the people (laughs) that are just fine with MS-13 and ISIS entering the country. Yeah, there were no protests like this. It wasn't no hate speak. There was no hate speak behind what he did. I mean, there was no. It didn't. It didn't come with all that evil, hateful rhetoric. Like what? Give me an example. Think illegals should be deported or illegal? Like illegal immigrants. What's illegal. What's illegal? Someone who is not here legally. Uh, like someone who broke federal immigration law to come into the country. Well, maybe there's a, a, a reason. You know? so, there, so there's a reason that it's okay to break laws at times. So if, I, if I'm hungry, I can rob a store, essentially, because that's a reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you guys say everyone is welcome here. That's it's dangerous. Well, sometimes people who are terrorists learn the air of their ways, and sometimes they get forgiven. You would welcome everyone MS-13 members? Welcome. I would welcome no hate. everyone in this country. No fear. How about ISIS? Everyone, everyone. is welcome. My gosh. What about ISIS? Wow. And they just, they can't, they don't even answer that. I like this guy. Who is Charlie Kirk? I've, I don't know that I've. A turning point. Um, so it's, you know, they make, they make good videos like that. That's they just go really, out and, that's really well done. Yeah. That's, those are, and the idiots, the buffoons he's talking to are just so extreme they don't care i mean they don't you talk about hate all they do is hate trump they hate the country they hate uh anybody who thinks differently from the way they do and they don't want to be bothered with any any facts at all don't don't bother me with your facts i don't want to hear that absolutely not interested not at there's all. no there's Jeez. no desire for a discussion a debate it's just we're here to shout like um drones mm-hmm we're here to rhyme things. Uh, well, sometimes. Once in a while, when we out. can think of a rhyme. But look, if they got the facts, you know, or the, the, the email blast uh, uh, the night before, they didn't have time, you know, to, to come up with something. Sh- they just had to get out there and march blindly. <laughs> that's, uh, that's pretty amazing footage. Uh, but, you know, shouldn't be surprising, I guess, to us because that's the mindset of the left. Uh, just listen to what I'm saying, and uh, and I, I don't want to hear a thing you say. I don't, and don't bother me with actual uh, statistics, actual facts. I don't want to hear any of it. And see, I, I'm appreciative of folks like Charlie Kirk there going out and doing that because yeah. I have no motivation to go and talk to these people on any level oh, whatsoever. I know. It's just like, oh my I would gosh. go out of my mind talking to those people. I would rather just play the clips for my kids on YouTube and say, this is the, this mm-hmm. is the country you're entering. Enjoy. Say, this is what we're up against, kids. Good luck. So this is what you're inheriting. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully you can uh, do better with it than we did. <laughs> exactly right. That's yeah, my hope and my prayer. Good luck. Drive safely. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. If you're interested in financial freedom, this might be one of the more important messages you will ever hear on Thursday, July nineteenth. That is a couple weeks from today. Uh, Glenn Beck is hosting a free online investment training broadcast special that could be very valuable to you. 
It's on a new asset class that he personally has been investing his own money in, Bitcoin. And it's gone really well for him so far. Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. Um, So if you'd like to learn more about cryptocurrencies and you want some free investment training, go to BeckCryptoShow.com and register for this special free event right now. Glenn and his number one cryptocurrency expert, Tika Tawari from Palm Beach Letter, will walk you through the new case for Bitcoin. Tika will give you the names of three cryptocurrencies that he recommends you should buy right now. Plus, you'll get exclusive training on this new market where you could turn a few hundred bucks into a small fortune. Go to BeckCryptoShow.com right now and register for this free event. BeckCryptoCurrency.com. Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray returns. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter from Snarky McSnark Face. Uh, that first two minute opening monologue was brilliant. Yeah, it was. Every single American should hear that. Well done, Pat. Well done, Snarky. You're only saying that because it's true. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, from Lori D's Mojo needs a spoon. Uh, Alaska permanent fund established to incentivize people to stay in Alaska to keep Alaska functioning. It's a state program, not federal. Yes. And that's why it's okay. Uh You want to use your state to um, test out programs like sending 2,500 bucks to every citizen in Alaska? Go ahead. And and I would tell the, the, the Vox writer, Dylan Matthews, that that would be federalism, not socialism that you claim that is a miracle of. Thank you. That's a that's a really good point. Uh, from uh, Jackal Spunky Trucker uh, concerning the Vox person who loves the British so yeah. much and believes that we shouldn't have revolted from them. Ask the Aboriginal people about British kindness. Huh. Yeah. Put that in your pipe. No kidding. And, you know, the Indian people in the actual India, not, uh, yes. not American Indians. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, that, that I mean. Gandhi's thing, standing geez. up to him. Good golly. And then you ask Barack Obama about uh, British colonialism, and he you won't get as, as nice a reception. I think even Barack Obama would have to admit that, that the American Revolution was a good thing. Because he that guy was not a fan of, of the British. And that's why he got rid of the uh, the bust of Winston Churchill immediately and sent it back to him. Uh, that you know he talked about colonialism a lot. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. You know why? Because his dad talked about colonialism a lot. <laughs> um, yes. This is kind of a fascinating story. There's uh, a Somali group of people. Yeah, it's just the terrorist group Al Shabaab. They are in the middle of, right now of implementing a plastic bag ban. 
terrorist group Al-Shabaab <laughs> and the radio station, Radio Andalus, broadcast that they will be banning, they will be banning single-use plastic bags in the territories they control because the discarded bags, quote, pose a serious threat to the well-being of humans and animals alike, unquote. This can't be real. <laughs> you know, it hit me. It's PJ Media is, record, is uh, reporting it. Okay. Yeah. I don't think I've ever found a fake story on PJ no, Media. No, you're right. That's why I'm just, wow. <laughs> uh, so, uh, and the, wow. the BBC coverage of the ban... <laughs> Noted that it's currently unclear just how they'll go about implementing the ban, but oh. that because of widespread fear of the group's use of violence, people usually do what they tell them to yeah, do. Yeah, I'm thinking we're going to recycle. Yep, we're gonna we're gonna reuse and recycle. And uh, I see this is making the round. Really, this funny. is a true news story. You got. Ter- I can't mm. take it. Isn't that amazing? Is- it's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. This world. I mean, these are people that hack people to death. Right. But be sure to reuse right. and recycle. Because I mean, it's better, the earth. better for the environment. Yeah, don't yeah, save the environment and not the people. Mm-hmm. Got it. Mm-hmm. Mm, this world, I tell you, every day it makes more and more sense, huh? In addition to banning plastic bags, the group also issued an immediate ban on the logging of indigenous trees. So you've got the plastic bags being banned and mm. the logging of indigenous trees being banned as well uh this is just a really environmentally conscious terrorist group (laughs) or somebody's calling it here eco jihadism i like that there you go that's good that's good of course uh radio andalus probably most of our favorite radio station that's where you get uh habib and muhammad in the morning that's why i got into radio yeah i used to because of habib and muhammad i get ready for school every morning Uh and i had that on yeah Mm -hmm. funny stuff wacky if you will they're nutty. <laughs> they do traffic and terror together every three minutes on the force. So I'm not arguing with that math. <laughs> yes, sir. Whatever you guys say. Mm, I am not going to a remote. If they're out at a used car dealer. You're not I, going? I'm not. I will not. What if they offer free hot dogs? Don't care. Of course they wouldn't because that's probably partly a pork product. Although it can be beef. It could <laughs> be all It's a turkey dog. You know? uh, so... Um, you're in agreement with the BBC saying that people usually do what they tell them to do because of the widespread fear of the group's use of violence. Yep. That's pretty amazing that in their, in the controlled areas that they have, uh, people just do what they say. Um, so you got to believe they're not going to be using single use plastic bags anymore. That is an interesting priority. That I would not expect. It's unbelievable, really. In the early stages of rule by a terrorist group. And it makes me curious. Like, oh no, are they not stressing out about other stuff? Like, I don't know. Beating people? Or the good guys coming and knocking on their doors? No, they've got time to worry about recycling plastic bags? That's bad. That sounds like they're entrenched. And think of that. It's in Somalia where, yeah, you might have some other issues going on in the areas you control. Uh, Somalia. If the biggest worry you have is single-use plastic bags, um, you must have cleaned up a lot more than I I suspected. And they have in Seattle, too, because Seattle is now worrying about uh, banning plastic straws and utensils from being used to help the environment. Um since July 1st, restaurants there are barred from providing customers plastic straws, 
cocktail picks, or utensils unless somebody specifically requests one. So if they bring you a straw and it's a paper straw and you say, hey, could I have a plastic straw instead? I guess they bring you one, but you have to specifically say so. With 5,000 food service providers in the area, Seattle's the first major city in the U.S. to enact such a ban. Plastic pollution is surpassing crisis levels in the world's oceans. And we're proud Seattle is leading the way and setting an example for the nation by enacting a plastic straw ban. According to Mamie Hera, general manager of Seattle Public Utilities, uh, the National Park Service estimates 500 million straws are used by Americans every day. See, so that's why you have the giant Pacific garbage uh, patch in the Pacific Ocean because of the plastics that we use, the utensils, the straws, the forks, the spoons, the knives, the uh, picks, the food picks. All of these things wind up right there in that continental size That's not, garbage no. waste no. patch. No. Do you ever listen to a show called Pat Gray Unleashed? It's on the Blaze Radio Network, hmm. weekdays at noon Eastern. Mm, should I? Yeah, see, they debunked this earlier this week. <laughs> there is no such thing as a floating garbage patch. There is no island of floating garbage in the Pacific Ocean. <laughs> and it sounds like they're buying into this because... Uh, they talk about the world's oceans and how they're being inundated with this garbage. Now, I'm sure that some plastic winds up in the ocean. You know, that uh, out of seven and a half billion people, there's going to be some garbage in yeah. the ocean, unfortunately. Yeah, as someone who has lived uh, on the coast of New Jersey, um, absolutely. There's trash in the ocean. And, and we'd all like there not to be. But like uh, Stu said the other day, if a plastic bottle winds up in the ocean, is that really a big deal? No, because it sinks to the bottom, and what does it do? Nothing. You don't see anything, right? It's, it doesn't hurt anybody. Wow. My my mind just went wandering. I was thinking of the police song, Message in a Bottle, and how much of an eco-freak sting is. But, boy, he really advocated uh, for littering the oceans in that song, didn't he? Yes, he did. Sorry, I have a little ADD. Because if everybody threw a bottle into the ocean with a message in it, mm-hmm. there'd be a lot of bottles in the ocean with messages in them. Way to think that through, hypocrite sting. Right. Uh, but what I reminded Stu is, what if a fish eats that and chokes on it? Then you have hurt somebody and something. So, uh, yes, every single plastic bottle that winds up in the ocean is a tragedy. We all know that. And then you've got the pilot whale that ate 80 plastic bags the other day mm-hmm. and died. Obviously, he wasn't near Somalia where they're, you know. They banned the single-use single plastic bags. Uh, There's I, another good reason to ban them. Yeah, I used to date a girl who uh, was just incensed by um, by the. Remember, we used to get the uh, the cokes, you know, the six pack of sodas, and they'd have mm-hmm. the the six little plastic rings. Got to cut those up, Malinak, before you toss them in the garbage, because otherwise a a bird is gonna get <laughs> his head stuck in it and not be able to open its <laughs> mouth and eat. And I'm like, are you sick? Wait, oh a wait, bird oh. will get stuck in the little plastic. Oh, she round was being thing? completely serious, and I've heard it other places since then. That was 20 years ago. How big is that bird's head? I mean, I, I, I was trying what? to convince her that stupid animals shouldn't be alive anyway. That didn't go over so well. And uh, then I met Carrie. So 
<laughs> and Carrie wasn't as concerned about about no. the birds getting things stuck on their own, around their little necks. No. Why does why does Carrie hate birds? I didn't realize she did until just now. And that is a problem because why does she hate birds? Because her son loves them. So wow, this wow. is something we need to address in our household. Wow. Hmm. Carrie Malinak hates birds. And all those times you saw her, uh, you know, talking about some product or other, yeah, you never knew that she was a secretly a bird hater in her real life. Hold on, that's interesting because I actually think that, uh, and, and you talk about a front, you talk about a mm-hmm. faker here. Mm-hmm. Um, if you go to at Carrie Malinak, M A L I N A K, I believe her background is, uh, yeah, it's of wow, it's, it's right under our nose. It's just a thing of birds it's in the background. Birds. And this whole wow. time, been running a front. Wow. She actually hates, she's mocking us now. Little parakeets <laughs> back there as her background on Twitter, at Carrie Malinak. And, and this whole time, she actually hates winged creatures. That's amazing. That is something else, man. The I, unmitigated gall of her I mean, to do that. mask comes off. That's been really married something. over 20 years, and I only now realize she's a bird hater after See all. See what you learn on, the Pat, on Pat Gray Unleashed? Hmm. You even learned about your own wife today. I did. Uh, we're also learning about uh, uh, San Francisco a lot. Speaking of pollution, uh, San Francisco's got another kind of issues. Of course, they have plenty <laughs> of pollution, too. Yeah. They've got plenty of plastic bags and all manner of litter. They also logged 16,000 complaints of feces <laughs> in the streets in one week. Mm-hmm. 16,000 in one week. A lot of the complaints also connect the fecal matter to vagrants and homeless encampments, of course. Um, But the homeless encampment is blocking sidewalks, creating health hazards with trash and feces. One of the users wrote, please move them and send a cleaning crew. Sidewalk is impassable, forcing pedestrians into the street. That, okay, that's how bad it is getting in San Francisco. I mean, this is the third worldification of America well underway. This is, I mean, that's obscene. In, in one of the great cities in the world, mm. what was formerly, I don't think you could say this anymore, it was formerly one of the greatest cities in the world. I, I, I loved San Francisco. It was, it's, it's a beautiful place. I mean, it's unlivable now, not just because of the uh, price, the, the prices of everything, but what they've allowed it to become through their liberal policies. Homeless individuals sleeping along Funston between Clement and Geary. Uh, Homeless people shooting up at 5 p.m. Monday, July 2nd. Lots of feces and garbage in the area, too. Please clean up the area and see if homeless individuals can get some services. I mean, you've got people who are concerned about them, but they also don't want them on the sidewalk Pooping everywhere. <laughs> it's, it's sort of reasonable. Then there was the story of the Fox affiliate that reported the big bag of poo. Did you read that one? 20 pound bag of poop. Okay. That was just dumped on the street. And people said the smell was so much. Well, where, I mean, where? people were walking by and vomiting. Oh. And so they got all kinds of calls. Uh, please remove this gigantic bag of poop from the streets. <laughs> and it, so it was there all day. 
It was there 8 o'clock at night, and only finally, I guess, the next morning it was finally gone. Somebody finally came by and got it, but good golly. I think I'm making a poll. Uh, I'm sorry. I think you're making a poll Mm -hmm. that you're going to tweet out uh, under at Pat Unleashed. And what's been the more ridiculous story this hour? Um, Removing poop from U.S. streets? Or, or terror groups or the terror groups bet yes it's a good it's a good question <laughs> i can't it's a good question oh boy be anxious to see what the outcome of that mm-hmm. is uh all right years ago glenn and tanya started real estate agents i trust because they didn't want your situation with selling your house to be like theirs was in connecticut a few years ago it was a really bad experience and they had a realtor that they just couldn't relate to and couldn't relate to them and it turned out to be a crappy situation and they lost a lot of money on their house, on their home. Now, you don't want that same thing to happen. That's why there is Real Estate Agents I Trust now, a network of over 1200 agents rigorously qualified based on their experience and their marketing plans. Uh, are they of, are they people of good character and what kind of results do they normally get for their clients? Those are the things you want to know, and those are the things we look into. Plus, this one really important issue, they're fans of the show. So you're going to have that in common right away. You can relate to them on that level, and you know pretty much that they have the same general principles and values you do. So if you need to sell your house fast and you want to get the most money out of it, obviously you do. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com. We'll introduce you to the best agent in your town. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple 900-3393. Doing so many different phone numbers this week, I can't keep track. Uh-huh. Uh, but we're also available at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Nicole tweets, so leftists want to ban plastic products and decrease water usage. So you can't use plastic forks, but you also can't wash forks. Are restaurants going to have to go with spit shining from now on? Uh, quite possibly. <laughs> uh, DMX DM. The only floating island in the Pacific Ocean is Guam, and we can't land there, or it may tip over and uh, capsize. <laughs> big Tipper, Kerry Melanac hates birds about as much as Pat hates Tom Selleck. Thank you, Big Tipper, for yes. Yeah, what Thank about that? You. Thank you. I mean, well, you're not denying it, are you? That you hate Tom Selleck as much as Kerry hates yeah. birds. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh wait. Yes. I see. So okay, sorry. Uh, big story on Bono this week. He's trying to he's trying to save the UN and uh, the EU and NATO and all these world government organizations that I'm very much not fond of. Uh, he warned this last Monday that the UN and other international institutions like the EU and NATO are under threat. He didn't mention uh, Donald Trump by name, but it's pretty clear that that's who he has in mind here. And he says nations must work together to ensure their continued existence. The Dublin-born U2 singer and activist gave a sobering speech to several hundred UN diplomats and staff at an event launching Ireland's candidacy for a seat 
on the powerful Security Council in 2021 and 2022 by saying you can count on Ireland to do its part in that work. That's great. So we can count on Ireland to support one world government. I love that. That's thank you, Bono. <laughs> you know, and, and it just as you start to get really irritated with Bono, you think, well, wait a minute, though. <laughs> I mean, we can, this doesn't disqualify everything else he has said. I'm going to continue to like him because of things like this. It's a country that we love, a country that has become our second home. And you've been so generous to our band. Talking and about America. We really, we really love this country. And we love you. And it's not just a country, is it? It's an idea. Right. It's a great idea. It's one of the best ideas ever, is it not, Edge? Yeah! He was asking for Edge. He wasn't asking. But if we're honest, that idea right now is in need of some encouragement, some protection. It's awesome. A country built on hope cannot be driven by fear. Thank you. A country founded on equality cannot allow hate to pull it apart. Is that not true? We all have a stake in your success. We want the city on the hill to shine. We all have responsibility to work for that promise. Because there's nothing, there is nothing this country cannot do when you work together. I like that. I mean, I like much of that. Um, but you can you can hear little little hints of uh, his liberal ideology in there. Uh, he said to the uh, UN uh, diplomats, Ireland's experience of colonialism, conflict, famine, mass migration, give us kind of a hard-earned expertise in these problems and empathy I and, I hope, humility. If you look at the agenda of what the Security Council will be addressing in the coming years, doesn't it look a lot like us? Like Ireland? No. No, it doesn't. Uh, Bono said he just came back from Canada. And this is going to taint him a little bit, too. And he praised Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. Hold on. i got to cover my ears. As, quote, a remarkable leader who's put together the most diverse cabinet on the planet. Because that'll win the day. Diversity. (sighs) (laughs) Not the best people. Just the right color scheme and parts between your legs. That's what's going to save the world. Exactly. Exactly right. Your legs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what you like to do with it too, for you know, sexual pleasure. That that also determines things. Hmm. Uh, Bono <laughs> went on to say that Canada is nice is the worst thing I can say about them. <laughs> okay, Bono is slipping a little bit further down with every sentence. <laughs> Stop reading the story, Pat. As for Norway, he said, who could Stop ask it. for a better neighbor or a committed peacemaker? Here's the worst thing I can say about them. Okay. They're tall. They're too tall. Well, he's short. <laughs> okay. So, okay I got it. so he just, he just, this is just uh, pandering to every nation he, they have a concert in. No, wait. No, that's not. That's true. what this is. No, these are the countries that are going for the, 
the the seat, the the Security Council seat. That's mm-hmm. all. It's Canada, Norway, and Ireland. And so he's trying to be nice to him. And <laughs> is that what it is? I got nothing. I know that hurts. I just, okay, that was a bad story for Bono. <laughs> that hurt. Who put that one in the prep? I don't know. Uh, I think I did. I think you did. I think I did. Yeah. I think someone might have seen it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it might have been. That's ah, not big enough, man. I'm putting that in the stack. But it got in there. It's, Yay! Yeah, some ostrich tried to hide his head in the sand. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's what happened there. 888 <laughs> More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Hey, it's Pat, and you're listening to Pat Gray Unleashed. If you like what you're hearing on this show, then you should also check out the Glenn Beck Program. Look for it wherever you download your favorite podcasts. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Uh, It seems like... Monday, but it isn't, and that's the good news. <laughs> Seems like uh, it's a Thursday that feels like a Monday. I tell you, I just get a little burst of joy every time I think, wait, no, it, it isn't Monday. <laughs> it's Thursday. Yeah, I've loved your description of that today. I already, I feel like I'm on vacation, I'm like in vacation mode today, too, for some reason, <laughs> yeah. and I'm not. Uh-huh. I, I, we're not going on vacation. We just have a weekend coming up. Uh-huh. So I don't know why I'm that gleeful, but but I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it has something to do with the fact that evolutionists have just found new evidence that supports the biblical account of creation. Huh. <laughs> Wait, what? <clears throat> That's interesting. Thanks to new DNA research, evolutionary scientists have just found new evidence that supports the biblical account of creation. Here's what they found. Uh, From PJ Media, researchers are shocked by the unexpected results of a large new genetic study that appears in the journal Human Evolution. The findings indicate that either most animal species and humans originated at approximately the same time, huh. or <clears throat> or some some major population crash wiped out most of the original species. What could that have been, Pat? Hmm. What would explain that other than, I don't know. But you're limited to the Bible for your answer. Right, okay. Okay, you have to pick some. So don't be like, oh, I don't know, a meteor or something. So we're looking for something in the Bible that might... That might coincide with, say, a major population crash right, that that's... wiped out the original species or most of it. I would. Uh-huh. Would a worldwide flood do that? Is that in the Bible? <clears throat> there seems to be a mention of that. Yeah. Huh. Uh-huh. Okay. Some wacky guy with a long beard <laughs> built a big boat <laughs> and uh, told everybody to get on it, and they yeah. wouldn't. Uh-huh. So he just took him and his family and a couple of animals uh-huh. moved on. Uh, of course, so, that's a preposterous story because there's no evidence. I mean, of what's that. this? I mean, does this cat have a name? 
Uh, what would you if you if you had to just Nick, call him Nick? Was it no? And it was a wait. boat, like Nick's boat. Nick's Nick, boat. something like that. Nick's was it ship? Nick ship. Was it? <laughs> n- uh, uh, Is it? N- are Nathan? we sure it's Nick? Nathan's, no, it's Nathan's not, boat. Nathan's Nathan's kayak. Uh, <laughs> we're going a little bit bigger. Uh, Noah's canoe. <laughs> Noah's canoe. It's amazing. Uh, <laughs> you know, the thing that they say couldn't have happened. There's no evidence that there was ever a flood, that anybody had to build a big ark. Um, there's mm-hmm. no evidence of that. And now... This is Pat Robertson saying this it proves that there was creation, right? Uh, n- n- no. Uh-uh. Huh? It's World Magazine. Okay. Is that oh. where they originally got it? Oh, okay. So, um... Researchers analyzed gene sequences in 100,000 species... And concluded that the event, either the simultaneous appearance of humans and most animals, or a population crash. You know, both of those, by the way, coincide with the biblical stories. Um, If you go by, all right, the animals were created the day before man was. Well, it would have been about the same time. Or if you believe, as I do, that the day is a thousand years to the Lord, that's still within a thousand years of each other. So that's approximately the same time. And it seems to dispute the fact that we were millions of years apart. Doesn't it? It's very interesting. <clears throat> that's fascinating. I love that. I love this story. This happens from time to time, and most of the media sees it, and they just ignore it. They just don't report it. Like, have you seen this on CNN? No, and you won't. You won't see it. I don't even know that Fox has, has run with this story. Yeah, We got that. PJ Media found it. They they say, though, um, okay, so it's either simultaneous appearance of humans and animals or a population crash occurred about 100, 100 to 200,000 years ago. Yeah, it doesn't support the Bible, but still, that proposal challenges the bedrock of evolutionary theory. <clears throat> How dare you call evolution a theory? <laughs> right. It's textbook biology, for example, that species with large, far-flung populations like ants, rats, and humans will become more genetically diverse over time. But is that true? The answer is no, according to the lead author of the study. For the planet's 7.6 billion people, 500 million house sparrows, or 100,000 sandpipers, genetic diversity is about the same. The study's most startling result, perhaps, is that 9 out of 10 species on Earth today, including humans, came into being within 100 to 200,000 years ago. Or, in the opinion of Pat Gray, much, much, much more recently than that. Now, I don't know if the Earth, though, I I don't necessarily subscribe to the fact that the Earth is only seven or 10,000 years old. Because we have no idea how long the Garden of Eden lasted. That could have gone on for millions of years. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they were happy there for a long time, and they and they just existed there while other things were going on around them. Uh, I have traced back the journal that first published this study. Oh, Can you a, please read the name of the journal hi. that first published this study? Human Evolution. Why? That's amazing. It that is they didn't absolutely just bury amazing. the story and forget about it. But they spent so much time on it. It's like a huge project. It looks like... So they must have been looking for something completely different than the conclusion they reached. 
Don't you think? Listen, this, I mean, this is how it starts off. More than a decade of DNA wow. barcoding encompassing. Oh about yeah, it was a million. decade of it. Yeah, five million Jeez. species. I mean, they, they come right out of the gate and say this, and then in like the second sentence, uh, uh, it says, um, uh, "Let's see, uh, synonymous clusters." They, I mean, they're all they're saying they're being largely co- uh, coincident with species. They're asking the question: Could, like, could this be uh, a coincidence that all of these synonymous clusters were happening at the same time? This is mm. awesome, man. That's this is something else. They're beside themselves. They can't figure this out. Yeah. I'm gonna crack open the Bible, kids. Yeah. See what you think of that. I think you're gonna tweet out a, a link to this study. Um, one of the scientists said this conclusion is very surprising, and I fought against it as hard as I could. <laughs> well, yeah, because <laughs> it goes against everything they've ever believed. It goes against their agenda. This is this isn't the narrative they want at all. That's fascinating, man. So if you want to go against this, I guess you're a science denier. <laughs> Thank you. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. <laughs> In analyzing the barcodes across 100,000 species, the researchers found a telltale sign showing that almost all the animals emerged at about the same time as humans. <laughs> That's something else, man. What they saw was a lack of variation in so-called neutral mutations, which are the slight changes in DNA across generations that neither help nor hurt an individual's chance of survival. In other words, they were irrelevant in terms of natural and sexual drivers of evolution. How similar or not these neutral mutations are to each other is like tree rings. They reveal the approximate age of a species. Wasn't that long ago that we heard the science world say that DNA research revealed humans had come from one man and one woman that lived about 135,000 years ago. And now they're finding that humans and animals showed up at about the same time. It's pretty amazing. Wow. Mm -hmm. It's all these things we've been trying to tell them based on faith. And that was ludicrous for them. They thought that was superstition. That's stupidity. It's ignorance. Well, now you can point to the Journal of Human Evolution as your source. That's awesome. <laughs> what are the odds of that? <laughs> well, they're 100% if you believe as we do. They're eventually going to figure these things out. Uh, it's taken a really long time, but they're figuring these things out. Eventually, they're going to come to the conclusion that there's no other explanation here. I didn't even realize they did DNA, uh, DNA research that revealed that humans had come from one man and one woman. Ed, have you heard of that before? No. No, that, that's new to me as well. Wow. God, I mean, I, I, I love it. I love it. So it's, it's pretty awesome to see scientific research coincide and line up with what the Bible teaches us. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Triple eight. Nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. Um, also, kind of an interesting Fourth of July last last night and the night before because it was so windy in some parts of the Dallas Fort Worth area. They had to they had to cut the celebration, the fireworks celebrations, short. Um, in a couple of instances, and in other places because uh, they're worried about fires, oh, yeah. wildfires. Everything's you know just kindling now. So. It, rather than not do any display, they're doing drone displays like they did for the Olympics. <laughs> getting get in the car, kids. Time for the 4th of July drone show again. Yay! Yay! 
Daddy, you're going to go see the drone show. Towns in California, Colorado, and Arizona all turn to drone shows as a less dangerous alternative. Hmm. We have any video of this? Oh, yeah. Can we see some of the drone shows? Because it's... Here they go. This is at an Air Force base. Oh, that's really cool. So they can do, they manipulate the drones live. Oh, and create a huge American flag out of drones. Oh, that that is really something. Created an airplane in the sky, made out of drones. I wish it would say how long it takes. I, I guess it just takes a matter of seconds, right? I want to see how they program this stuff and how they do, do it, you know? That's really cool. Yeah, I'd almost, you know, I've seen enough fireworks displays. I get it. They go up and they explode and they're in different colors and you ooh and ah. I think, I think I'd rather see a drone show. Would you that's miss something I haven't seen before. Would you miss the thunderous boom sound? Not, not really. Mm-mm. No. Mm. Not Maybe a I should because yeah. that is... That's tradition. Right yeah. There. And it's, it's to represent the, you know, the cannons and the... Yeah. The shots that were fired in the American Revolution. So, so. you obviously hate America if you don't <laughs> want to hear and be reminded obviously, of the yeah. War of 1812. Yeah. yeah. So we got uh, drones. Mm-hmm. Um, and also on this 4th of July, a pretty cool, I mean, right before the 4th, but a rare U.S. Declaration of Independence on parchment was found not anywhere in the United States. It was found in England. <laughs> Which is really kind of weird. Well, what was it doing in England? One of only two ceremonial parchment copies of the American Declaration of Independence was found in Sussex, England. The rare artifact was discovered neatly folded away in the West Sussex Records Office. Folded? Where it had been stored for more than 50 years before it was tracked down by uh, Harvard University academics. Wait, now see, wait. As huh. recently as 50 years ago, they were folding it and putting it in a drawer in a records office in Britain? Seems in- insane. Maybe they don't think about it the same way we do over there. I mean, I can understand maybe they found it, you know, hidden in an attic in Philadelphia or something. But this was as recent as 50 years ago. Come right. on. It's known now as the Sussex Declaration. And it's believed to have been held originally by the third Duke of Richmond. Uh, why Why would he have a copy of this? Because he supported uh, the American uh, colonialists during the revolution. So the, in thanks, they gave him a copy of it. That's yeah, really cool. That is nice. So uh, the parchment is pretty much undeniable that it's it's for real. They've done all the testing on it, and they said, yep, this was likely produced in the 1780s. So it was... It wasn't a 1776 copy of it, but it was a 1780s copy of it. It was almost like a commemorative, like, hey, thanks for your support uh, back there in the war where we kicked your country's butt. Uh, Here's a copy (laughs) for you. A frame, you know, hang in your living room or something. Conversation piece. And it's on parchment, which is really cool. Yeah, I mean, that would be something to see. Uh, And invaluable. What would that thing cost? If, If you found that in your attic or something like we hear about all the time, that'd be worth, I don't know, tens of millions? Hundreds of millions? Wow. Crazy. 888 If you'd like eventually to be able to afford to buy an artifact like that, here's a chance for you for gaining financial freedom. 
uh, invest in Bitcoin or other cryptocurrencies, and you know you may just hit it big. If you'd like to know how you could potentially make your fortune with cryptocurrencies, we will give you some free investment training online. Go to beckcryptoshow.com and just register for Glenn's upcoming special free live online investment training broadcast. Uh, this event happens July 19th, two weeks from today. And during the event, Glenn will be interviewing former hedge fund manager, number one cryptocurrency trading expert, Tika Tawari from Palm Beach Letter. For the first time, Tika will share new facts about Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies that you'll never hear in the media. He's also going to reveal the big event unfolding behind the scenes that could push cryptos to a new high. He's going to share the name, the names of three cryptocurrencies he recommends that you should buy right now. And you'll also have the chance to take part in Palm Beach Letters' exclusive $2 million Bitcoin giveaway. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be so informative. And, you know, who knows? It could help make you financially independent. Make sure you don't miss this opportunity. Go to BeckCryptoShow.com and register right now for this exclusive broadcast event. Register for free at BeckCryptoShow.com. You are listening to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Gray uh-huh. on the Blaze Radio Network. Great to have you with us. 888 Did you do anything uh, spectacular yesterday for the 4th? Uh, let me think here. I tweeted a bunch of fun facts about the 4th oh, of July. You tweeted? That's what I did. I tweeted about America, Pat. There's a, no better way to celebrate America than through tweets. Yeah, at the Blaze Keith. You can get all the fun okay. facts you need about America. Like what? And, uh, what was your funnest fact? My funnest fact? Your funnest fact. I don't know if you would call it... 4th of July, fun fact. Well, I... I well, what do you, you, you want me to bury my lead, or do you want me to lead with my lead? How about the fact that uh, uh, John Adams and Thomas Jefferson both died 50 yeah. years to the day after the country was On born? On the very same day. Within hours. Maybe an hour apart. Just uh, that... Not, is that a fun fact? That's a, that's a great fact. You like that I one, mean, I knew huh? that fact, but it's a fun fact nonetheless. I, I it's, it's almost... I mean... If that's not a sign that something was right there, right? <laughs> right. I mean, they yeah. died on the same. Is that a coincidence? What? Co- I mean, to be a coincidence and not what are the, the will of the Lord? What are the odds? The odds are just astronomical. The two of the most influential founders passed mm-hmm. away within hours of each other's. Uh, they're fifty years to the day after. Two presidents, mm-hmm. uh, one who authored the Declaration of Independence, the other, the other who figured in very prominently to almost every significant event in the founding of this country, um, and then hated each other for a while. Started best friends, had a falling out, of course, when they were running against each other. That was James Madison's fault, by the way. Hated each other thereafter for a long time, and then at the end of their lives, got it back together and started communicating. It became. You know, close again. It's mm-hmm. just, and then died on the same day, hours apart. And it's so ironic that John Adams' last words were, 
Thomas Jefferson lives. Jefferson lives, yeah. And he didn't, mm-hmm. by the way. Um, so his last words were an actual lie. Okay. It tells you everything you need to but, know but about speaking, these rich white slave owners. Right. Speaking of John Adams' words, this is what I started my Fourth of July with. Aren't you glad you uh, asked me? Yeah. Uh, is, a, is a John Adams quote that says, "Posterity, you will never know how much it costs the present generation to preserve your freedom. I hope you will make a good mm. use of it. If you do not, I shall repent in heaven that I ever took half the pains to preserve it." Wow. <laughs> and someone asked on Twitter, "Who said that?" That was, that was Adam. That was Adam. And someone Adam's. on Twitter was like, I uh, wonder when he, when he repented then. <laughs> I was like, probably around the start of the progressive era. Uh, uh, Calvin Coolidge was born on uh, July 4th, 1872. Did you know that? I did not. Yeah, that's fun stuff. I did not. Um, I also pointed out that um, the Atlanta Braves and the uh, New York Mets played a 19-inning game on July 4th and 5th. And the... It, uh, there was a home run by a pitcher, uh, Rick Camp, for the Braves, who his only career home run was in that 19-inning game with fireworks shows at 4 a.m. on July 5th. Now, that's fascinating. What year was that? 85. <clears throat> okay. Now, there was a problem in the Twitter sphere uh, yesterday, Pat, that mm. uh, I would like to uh, draw your attention to okay. um, to show you how pathetic of a society we have become. It was a close battle between what was trending Independence Day, spelled correctly, and Independence Day. Spelled with an A. Yeah, that's that's where we're at in our world. And so I I, I tweeted out a helpful little a little mm. little guide there. Independence Day is on the left, where you got the signers of the Declaration of Independence, and Independence Day would be the little the, the couple dressed up in red, white, doing and blue. a Texas two-step yeah, or something so, there. That's but, cute. But aren't you glad you asked <laughs> what good. I did yesterday? That's good. I just tweeted. Did you guys barbecue or anything? Yeah, that? we actually did. Yeah, Barbecued we, some brats. We barbecued as well. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, and then we went to, uh, well, the family went, part of the family went to a fireworks display. I did not. Why not? I had to get up at 4.30 this morning. So I... Like, did you have something going plus, on? Plus, like I said earlier, I've, I've seen fireworks shows. I get it. Really? That's yeah. what you're going to do? Yeah. I've seen fireworks seen, shows. I, I don't want to put it. up with the traffic and all oh, the nonsense. Yeah. Oh, I, No, thank See, you. And that's the problem here in Texas specifically. Mm-hmm. You ha- First of all, you have to go early to any fireworks show if you want to be able to see them. Yep. In Texas, it's 144 degrees, and you don't want to sit there for hours waiting for it, baking in the heat. Yeah. So, um, but uh, we actually and it was hot yesterday. Oof. See, we went to a fireworks show over the weekend, and we got there later than I'd like. But mm-hmm. I found a place that I shall keep to myself, where you can <laughs> get there late and have a great view. Really? So, if cool. you can figure that out, that's the key to enjoying one of those shows. All right. Uh, actor and conservative. James Woods, looking for a new re- uh, representation. Uh, the article says his no- notable movies are Video Drama. No, Video Drome, which I've never heard of. Video Drome? Casino. And the voice work he did in Hercules, Disney's Hercules. Hasn't he done better movies than that that you could name? Sure. Uh, uh, James Woods is big. I, He's, uh, those uh, are the three that come immediately to mind? I guess he was, he's a voice on Family Guy, um, or was, <laughs> okay. for, for 11, 12 years. I don't know. Let me see here. It's, it's somebody we all know. Um, anyway, his agent, Ken Kaplan, sent him a little email with <laughs> the uh, subject line, well, and, and then the rest of it said, it's the 4th of July and I'm feeling patriotic. I don't want to represent, represent you anymore. I mean, 
I could go on a rant, but you know what I'd say. (laughs) He's feeling patriotic, so you drop James Woods. Why? Probably because he supports the president. Uh, in fact, um, Woods noted in his tweet that obviously his agent's a liberal, but he also shared his response. He said, dear Ken, I, I don't know what you'd say. Actually, I was thinking if you're feeling patriotic, you would appreciate free speech and one's right to think as an individual, be that as it may. I want to thank you for your hard work and devotion on my behalf. Be well. I mean, what a great response. Class act right there. What a classy, great response to some little douche who tries to make a big splash, show off in front of everybody by saying, yeah, I'm dropping you on the 4th of July because I feel patriotic. Shut up. I would be wondering if I were James Woods, if this guy ever had my best interest in heart. So would I. Well, yeah. Time for a lawsuit. Yeah. Really. Just sue him. Uh, all right. 888 3393 coming up uh in just moments. What? Hopefully this is not a deterrent but but incentive to keep keep listening. Uh we got you in the fat with Jeffy. Um so huh. hang on for that and uh we will get to that. Also, we got to tell you about Elizabeth Warren and her effort to abolish the ugly and wrong ICE agency and replace it with quote something that reflects our morality, unquote. Oh, this will be good. Okay, what would that be? Like the Open Borders Society? Let's replace it with that. Mm. I'm telling you, hey, can we not do the trade-off? We give them ice, they give up the EPA. I I do like that. (laughs) I'd make that trade. Do it. Pat Gray. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. It's that time again. Time to chew the fat with Jeffy. Hi, happy fifth. I know you were talking a little bit about Fourth of July, and you want to, uh, you know, kind of, uh, you kind of poo pooed uh, the Joey Chestnut uh, athletic ability. You know, <laughs> athletic ability at the uh, at the Nathan's hot dog eating contest. He can move his but, jaw. Uh, we had, Woo! What an athlete! <laughs> had, I, I loved a couple of the. Uh, there were, I mean, some great. Uh, some great comments on the Twitter sphere uh, during the uh, chestnut uh, impressive victory. victory. Mm-hmm. Uh, one uh, seventy four. If you missed it, he downed seventy four hot dogs in ten minutes. Some dude just came in the gym and switched off the TV of the Nathan's hot dog eating contest. Glad to know they provide memberships to terrorists. <laughs> <laughs> women's contest. Women's contest showed the heat and humidity will be a factor in the men's Nathan's hot dog eating contest. So betting the over isn't a smart play. Also. If you're gambling on the hot dog eating contest, you have a problem. one 800 gives the gambling hotline number. That's good. Yes, yeah, so that's really <laughs> that's good. That's funny. Um, you know, one of the By things- the way, un- more proof that men are better better athletes oh than women. 74 hot dogs for Joey Chestnut. 37 yeah. Yeah, for the female winner. Yeah, bad. Are you kidding me? He ate 40 more hot dogs than right. the female winner? That's gross. 
I know. Whatever. I know. Okay. Do you know that he holds some uh, some other records? No. Like uh, apple pie. Oh, he's a big apple pie eater too. Mm-hmm. How many how many uh, apple pies can he put down? Four point three seven five three pounds of pies. Uh, In how long? Eight minutes. Deep fried asparagus. Deep-fried Twelve asparagus. pounds nine ounces. <laughs> In 10 minutes. How is this kid, how is this guy, well, he's not a kid, but how is he so slender? I mean, he's not fat at all. Burritos. Uh Uh-huh. 14.5 pounds in 10 minutes. My Uh gosh. Chicken wings. 182 wings in 30 minutes. Oh, that seems doable. (laughs) (laughs) He he, uh, continues with... um, Donuts, 55 glazed donuts in 10 minutes. Oof. Have you ever entered one of these contests? Seriously, uh, serious question. Hard-boiled eggs, 141 hard-boiled eggs in 10 minutes. Well, because that he just, probably uh, just slips right down I, I his know. throat a bit. Oof. Oof. Probably doesn't even chew, right? I would guess not. No, with the hard-boiled eggs? No. He pro- <sighs> I mean, you could do those shells and all. <laughs> You've ever done one of these uh, eating contests? Uh, yeah, I've been in one. Have what, you really? Yeah, I've been, I've been in a pancake eating contest before. How did you do? Yeah. yeah. Was it with syrup or dry? Or how, well, they didn't even water, not like the buns they do here. Right? No, this before, uh, this was, you know, a long time ago when uh, I was even. Um, larger? Larger than okay. I am now. <laughs> right. Oh, really? Uh, this and, was fat Jeffy time? Yeah. And uh, Which is always, but, uh, you know, fatter Jeffy time, I guess. I mean, Excuse me. Not to be confused with fattest, <laughs> Jeffy. Kyle. This was this was like when you oh, yeah. when you uh, took the picture of the world's fattest when man and tried it. to impersonate yeah, him. When, yeah, just, when I acted, was as acting. The, it was genius acting. Was, though. Thank you. Genius. Very acting. convincing that you were. I think you got right into so, the part. Man, it's on my. So, it should be on my <laughs> IMDb page. Uh, so so uh, you know? I, I actually I, don't remember. I, I know I didn't win, but I th- I feel like I was like second or third. Wow. Do you know how many remember. you down? I don't. I don't. It was so long. It was a long time ago, and that's the only time. And that's when I mm. remembered thinking to myself, ah, "I'm a Kenyan." Yeah, I'm you're a distance. A, you're either. a distance yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it just gets. It's too. Did you, I mean, did you like vomit? Joey Chestnut. Those guys. No. No. Good for you. No. Please. I, I, I would a, absolutely vomit. American male. Mm. Only mm. sissies vomit when Thank they're doing you. a hot dog eating. What are you talking about? Come on. Mm. <laughs> it just seems. I, it just seems. I can't. I can't do the. The quickness, it's the whole, you know, that that whole, no, you guys, you it's, got it. You can't gross. have the gag reflex. You can't have any of that. I mean, it's just got to go down, you know. It, it's it, The way they do it is nasty. Yeah. I would rather see, if you're really going to do a uh, hot dog eating, make them eat it the normal way. Give them the hot dogs, the oh. bun, you know, whatever condiment you want on it or don't. And just eat it right, and let's see how many you can do. Well, that's the original plan, right? That was yeah. kind of the original plan. Stop and the then dipping started... it in water and yeah. making it all soggy I mean, and nasty. I, and I don't know the history of the uh, of the hot dog eating contest, but it does. I, I would like to, you know, that first guy that showed up and said, "I'm going to dip mine in water and kick the crap out of these guys." Was that the Kobayashi guy? Is he the one that I started don't think that? so, or I don't was think that before so. him? I maybe. think it was before him. Yeah. Yeah. Although he, you know, he's not even around anymore, man. They banned him from the. Why'd they do that? Contest I don't a think they banned him. Ago. Yeah, I think he's banned now. Why? That was part of that whole, there was some kind of... Steroids. I don't even remember. Was he doing jaw oh, Yes, he was. No. <laughs> <laughs> Guy was doing some yes, jaw roids. Every, uh, two, years, two years in a row he did blood transfusions before the eating contest. <laughs> and, uh, and they had him. I don't remember exactly the, the story. Listen to this. 
Yeah, I don't remember, but he's banned. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, hmm. yeah, he is. Um, let's yeah. see. He hasn't done it since 2009 uh, due to his refusal to sign an exclusive contract with Major League Eating. Which is the current sanctioning body oh, of the contest. Yeah. So in 2010, he was arrested by police yes. after attempting to jump yeah, on the he, stage. He was heckling. He was heckling them and stuff out in the crowd, and they arrested him. Yeah, oh. I do remember that. Well, so Chestnut was beating him anyway. At that time, those two he, were neck and neck at that time. Yeah, he was Chestnut very. It was very difficult. Time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh six was the last one for Kobayashi, and Chestnut has uh, won every year since. Yeah. Seven. Eleven times in a row. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait! Somebody won in 2015. Matt Stoney. He yeah, ended that was the eight his, year that was his loss, right? Yeah, that was a one loss. That was his loss. Well, well, I, thought, I thought he had 11 in a row. Yeah. It's not in a row? No. So, no, there's just that one break in 2015. Oh, Sorry. wow. Yeah. But this has been going on. You asked who's the, how long have they been doing it? Uh, 67. Like a, yeah, 1967. Well, and the guy who won that won uh, or eight, what, 100 and... No. Uh, I'm sorry. 100? Hang on. I'm trying to do this on the fly here. You know how math is. It, doesn't, it says unknown. So he, hmm. yeah, I don't know well, what the 127 is. I don't he, even know what that's about. 18. Yeah, hot dogs including buns. 127. Contest duration unknown. So it oh, so could have been like a week. Nathan's probably, that was probably like uh, the, a day. You know, that was probably the 4th of July eating contest. You mm-hmm. sit there till you sit there till you puke. Yeah, it was in the teens. <laughs> right? you sit, yeah, you sit there till you puke. In the early you, days, you, it was in the puke, teens. You're done. Yeah, yeah the, so, when they start timing it, yeah. then you start losing the, the numbers. Yeah, and uh, and that's fascinating. Yeah, because in those days you get the guys that just sit down. Whoa, I'll be here all day. Here's yeah. a good indication of why in sporting events, and this isn't really a sport, but still, <laughs> the difference between the men's competition and the women's. All right, they both they they make equal money. Both winners get ten thousand dollars. You tell me if this is equal. Chestnut downs seventy four. The women's winner. Downs thirty-seven hot yes. dogs, right. and she had forty-one last year. I mean, that's not equal at all. No. Going down? No, it is not. No, You're not doing not. the same amount of work. Now, I'm sure that Joey <laughs> makes more in endorsements, though. Perhaps I'm sure. And, and, it's only ten grand. That's not. A, I mean, it's a good prize. And I it's... don't think that they air. They were. They were. Uh, they were. I heard uh, people talking about how angry they were because they don't air the women's eating contest live. They oh. just. They just show highlights of what happened. They just air the men's well, life. There's why one eats seventy four, the other thirty seven. Right. And plus, uh, look, while we're watching the guys, we're willing to listen to how you did, but we don't need to watch it. Yeah, <laughs> right. It's gross enough. It is. I know. So, congratulations to the Indianapolis Church that uh, put uh, Mary, Joseph, and Jesus in a cage. <sighs> To a oh. protest uh, the immigration Come policies. on. Uh, it's so great. The, the, you can see them. I'm sure we have the picture of them in, in the cage. And they, look, they, uh, the family is every family who are seeking safety for their children. The church's dean and rector said, our lawn tonight, we place the holy family in ICE mm-hmm. detention. Mm-hmm. We place the, the holy family. That's uh, a cute little stunt. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> um, just remember, Pat, that mm-hmm. uh, that was a homeless couple who weren't welcome anywhere, who took refuge in the barn. And it was to that couple that the Christ child was born. The May I make the point the heart that of God, well, not Mary and I'm Joseph not, were not homeless. Um, the <laughs> they heart, just happened to be in a town in which they didn't presently live. So they're looking for a hotel. They're not homeless. The heart of God is always with those who are on the margins, Pat, who are yes. vulnerable right. and who have no voice. Okay. Okay, so mm-hmm. the homeless couple 
who weren't welcome anywhere, mm-hmm. who right. gave birth to the Christ child. Mm-hmm. Okay? All right. <laughs> you know, that's such a, I, I'm so glad you made that point because I, I, that's where I was headed is that I thought they were just traveling. Yeah, they were just traveling. I thought they were just, uh, they were just, uh, they were just not on the road, uh, yes. which they shouldn't have been because she was pregnant, but they hit the road anyway. Mm-hmm. Right? So uh, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean you're homeless. No, it doesn't. It's like if you go on vacation and you go to, uh, let's say, Orlando, uh, and you can't find a hotel, are you homeless? <laughs> no. No, you're not homeless. <laughs> I mean, at that point, you, you need a place to stay. Right. <laughs> exactly. Uh, congratulations, too. I don't know if they've uh, given her uh, any, if gone in front of a judge yet, but uh, the uh, Okamu who uh, climbed up the uh, who? Statue of Liberty. What's her name? Okamu. Patricia Okamo. Uh, she climbed up the Statue of Liberty yesterday, shut it down. All the tourists had to be shipped off because she wanted to protest the what a jerk. Uh, immigration mm. policy. She She's refused. a hero on Twitter. She, she sure is. And she refused to leave until all the children are released, except us. Uh, she's already gone. <laughs> or, or they realize that, uh, oh my gosh, they've. The, the children mm. are released, so you can get your butt down from there now. It'd be nice. Thank you. I'd be so mad mm-hmm. if I'd gone to New York yeah. to see the Statue yeah, of Liberty. people probably plan their whole trips around this. Like, hey, Fourth of July, go the Statue of July, Liberty, hang up on the Hudson for the, yeah, for the fireworks. Oh, man. And you got this lady whose last name gets the Beach Boy song mm. Kokomo stuck in my head now. <laughs> she was supposed to go in front of a judge. But, you know, she uh, good for her. Let the rise and, you know, it's good that she, uh, the rise and resist who journeyed into the historic landmark to protest the migrant family separations. They, uh, she's part of that group. Mm-hmm. That's good, great. Good for them. Good for them. Good for them. I mean, it's, that's wonderful. And it, and it, that's exactly the word I was looking for. Pat. Wonderful. wonderful. Because you don't, you want to, you just want to be able to protest mm-hmm. the words of Martin Luther King. Mm-hmm. Did he say something like that? Yes, I think it was exactly that. That's an exact quote. You just want to be able to protest. Just want to be able to protest. That's all. <laughs> I don't feel strongly about anything except protesting. Just, I just want to be able to protest. We just want to protest. That's all. Mm-hmm. Um, we see so many race police chases, and you know, like when you see car chases in California, you just stop. I mean, the network shut down mm-hmm. and just put the cams on. I mean, that's how it's an easy day for the guys get to go take a break and go have a lunch break while they're waiting for the chase to happen through the streets of L.A. Well, in Illinois, they had a big chase uh, for uh, about an hour as uh, three or four counties tried to chase this man in his tractor. (laughs) And you can look at this footage that we have here and and some of it, uh, you can see where they've got him. They, 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 They chased him for well over an hour. The dash cam, this particular officer's dash cam is like 38 minutes long. And they uh, they followed him uh, through roads. He crashed. Uh, darn it! Must have been in the other stuff that I printed. I'm sorry, but I don't have the exact information on. He he dented the police car. The police car chased him. Uh, ran over <laughs> fences. Ran over gates. Ran over. Uh, went through down up and down levees. And they chased him because at first they thought it was a medical emergency. They didn't know if the guy was in trouble on the tractor because they were trying to slow it down and stop it. But no, when he slowed down, finally, they got up close to one of the times and he just ran over the mailbox and took off again. So he went down this old uh, back road uh, through fields and couldn't get across the narrow bridge. And that's where they trapped him. And instead of backing up over the police car and stuff, he gave up. And so, uh, why was he running the, from? We him don't know in the yet. First place. We don't know yet. He was just all wound up and got on his John Deere and said, "We're going to start running over stuff." I'm guessing drugs are involved. 
It might be way out in left field. Why but, would uh, I don't know? I don't know. All of a sudden, you know, one guy hops on a John Deere in Illinois. And Pretty it's soon he's, he's it's a drug-related situation? No, I know that was presumptuous of me. All right, whatever. Whatever you think. Um, today is a busy, busy day, too. It's National, uh, it's national Bikini Day. Mm. It is uh, National Apple Turnover Day. And it is National Graham Cracker Day. But it is also mm. National Hawaii Day. And in honor of a National Hawaii Day, I'd like to share a video posted uh, that's making the rounds now from uh, Island Hopper TV and the uh, epic lava tours with uh, John John Tarson. Oh, this uh, is the, the tornado lava. video, right? Tor- no. no, this is uh, the lava river oh, that has okay. the, like, the lava boat uh, that comes down uh, in the middle of the lava river. This was uh, a couple days ago. Okay. Uh, coming down. This, the lava's been going for you know years now. Look at that. And I, it's just fascinating. It's so mesmerizing. Um, some of the faraway shots that they have on their Facebook page from the Epic Lava Tours is amazing. Uh, it just wow. So what what are we looking at there, Jeffy? What is that going down the middle there? It's just a they just call it a lava boat. Okay, okay, okay. It wasn't anything that was just no. covered in it. It yeah, just yeah. looks like a boat. Yes, just is such a big clump. Correct. Wow. That I tell you what, man. Nature that state, is fascinating. It sure is. Wasn't there a tornado of fire though, or something? Also, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Wish we had. I, I'm not sure of that to be honest, because I saw I saw that. the there was another fissure that opened that they talked about the fireworks uh, that I saw the footage of that they yeah, said new do, fireworks. We, we do have it. Um, Hang on a second. Okay, good. Let's see that. Glenn. Are they ready that, with it? Yeah, it's it's okay. going right now. Oh, there, that's the new that's the new fissure right for the fireworks. Uh, so th- yeah, I don't know where exactly that is, but uh, that is from a uh, long range lens, so it doesn't look as impressive as it is, but it's like a tornado. Oh yeah, that, that, I think that was uh, Fisher number eight or something oh, is what wow. the La- Epic Lava Tours was calling it. Um, that's amazing for the Fourth of July. Yeah, it's what's like going a, on there? It's, it's like a Sim City game gone bad. Like you're just trying to destroy uh-huh. a place with every creative way you can think of, and it just it's not stopping. Right. Correct. It <laughs> it's not stopping. And people have going. asked. And people have asked. Look, is there a way? Since it's been going for so long, is there a way to maybe go in and just blow up a side of the volcano and just mm-hmm. have it spew down? And uh, that's never proved workable. Have they ever tried it? I, I don't know that they've tried it, but they have tried to uh, redirect the lava uh, from point A to point B. And a lot of times it then goes to point C. Hmm. And then uh, the people who tried to direct it from A to B are liable oh, <laughs> to boy. all the people on mm. C. So you're mm-hmm. saying flex seal tape not a good plan? <laughs> flex or? seal, I don't think held. <laughs> I mean, it can hold a boat together. I mean, well, I, that, in fact, that lava boat that you saw in the first video that I aired <laughs> yeah. is just a clump of flex seal. Flex seal that yeah. just didn't work. Yeah, it's, uh, it's just the way it is. I saw this boat in half. <laughs> but it didn't stop the lava flow. No, it did no. not. Listen, I uh, I want to talk to you about earwax. I don't want to have to talk to you about earwax. Nobody wants to talk about earwax. But you have to because mm-hmm. when your ears aren't clean, they get uncomfortable, they itch, they're painful, you get plugged up, and it makes it harder to hear. All you do is go, what? Huh? Huh? Mm-hmm. What? So many people use cotton swabs, uh, drugstore remedies to clean their ears. They don't really do the job. And some of them can even be dangerous. Now you can get a real solution for stubborn earwax, the Wax RX Earwash System. Doctor developed, works safely when all those other products 
fail to do the job. The WaxRx system is a method physicians trust the most, and it's just like the system they use in their offices. Doctor-developed WaxRs system uses special wax softening drops to break down the earwax inside the ear, has a specially engineered pump fitted with the unique tip to gently deliver the perfect amount of cleansing pressure, flush the wax away, and finally, the pH condition formula rinses and soothes your ears. Most complete earwax removal system available. Go to usewaxrx.com. Order your reusable ear wash system today and use the offer code RADIO. Why do you want to use the offer code RADIO? So that it gets you free standard shipping so they can deliver it right to your door. Use WaxRx.com. U-S-E. WaxRx.com. Pat Gray. Unleashed. The Blaze Radio Network. Here on the Blaze Radio Network. 888-933-93 and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, we'll get to some of that coming up in a few minutes, but uh, Jeffy's finishing up chewing the fat. Well, I got a, a couple stories that uh, are pretty interesting. One is I heard you earlier today talking about uh, the new Facebook algorithm and how they're changing, and it almost seems like they're trying to ruin their business Yeah, uh, with uh, hate news and, and fake uh, news. Um, but did you see the I, you may have been talking using this as one of the examples of the Liberty County Vindicator, the community newspaper between Houston and Beaumont that had been posting a whole declaration uh, of independence in small chunks for nine days on its Facebook page running up to July 4th. But the mm-hmm. 10th excerpt was uh, not posted uh, as scheduled because uh, Facebook said, mm, that goes speech. against our standards on hate speech. Is, hate that, speech. is that what you're using for an example? I mean, that's that's absolutely crazy, amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to uh, just remind Facebook that I would like to be the one to decide uh, <laughs> what is hate speech uh, okay. to me. Yeah. And then when I decide, I'll let you know, and I'll say, hey. I know, that's the thing. Hey, Facebook, this is hate to me. Let me decide what's hate speech. Let me decide what's fake news. I, I, I'm, you know, I can do my own filtering. Uh, just, you know, plus. Don't decide who's, uh, don't decide impossible. that I, I don't look at this person's uh, feed enough so that I won't show you uh, their feed all the time. No, I want to see it. Mm-hmm. I, I've said I'll be their friend. When they post something, I want to see it. I don't need you to decide that for me. Yeah, exactly. That's if fine. I don't like it, I can stop looking at it. I, you know what? You know, or, what a concept. You know what? You can stop looking at it and you by, by means of either scrolling up or down mm-hmm. or going to another page on your computer or actually shutting the computer off. Mm, There's exactly. several ways you can get around that. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily need Facebook to decide, oh, you're not going to see Bill's posts. Mm-hmm. It's agonizing. This story I've had uh, in the stack for uh, quite some time, and it's I, I love it so much I've, I've got to get to it. Is this uh, the grandma who uh, killed the bobcat? Where'd she stay? What's that? Where, Where your grandma, grandma stay? Where your grandma stay? <laughs> uh, my neighbor's dog was barking, and it drew my attention. I saw the cat, took a picture. The cat took two steps and was on top of me. It was going for my face. Oh, no. Uh, that, and she said, that's what they do. They go for your jugular. This bobcat did go for her upper body. It caught caught me slightly on my face, but I got to him before he did much damage there. I took it straight to the ground and started inching my hands up to its throat. I knew that was the only way I was going to get out of this. 
both hands around the bobcat's neck. She began squeezing, never shouted for help because her five-year-old granddaughter was in the house. And she said, if I was scared, if I screamed, my granddaughter would come out, and I didn't want that to happen. Mm-hmm. Once I got him where he wasn't moving, I started screaming for my daughter-in-law to call 911. Her son comes out, calls 911, shows up with the gun. She says, no, 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 don't shoot it. I'm, I'm too close to this thing. Don't be shooting a gun. So then he pulls out a knife, and he stabbed it four or five times until the, while she was, she was not letting go of the bobcat's neck mm-hmm. until she knew it was absolutely dead. Wow. And then uh, she learned the next day that it was rabid, so now she's had to go through all this, go through all the uh, rabies shots. It was uh, a rabid, a rabid bobcat. Bobcat. Wow. Yeah. But uh, just remember, mm. when you're attacked by a bobcat, you got to get to the throat. Yep. Okay. Yep. So alligators, eyes, right? Alligators and sharks. You go for the eyes. Uh, bobcat, the throat. Go for the throat. And man. then, did you Keep hear about the mind. guy the, in Canada? The polar bear killed the dad who was walking down the street with his kids. He was protecting them. And what? Yeah, that just happened yesterday. Yeah. A polar bear killed a guy in Canada. Yeah. You know why? Because there's no food. That's what it is. There's no well, food. they're hunting grounds. They're starving. We're taking over their space. <laughs> yeah. Damn humans. One of, one of the planet's most glorious creatures. Magnificent. They're sweet. They don't hurt anyone. They're just tender, loving creatures that apparently... A tragedy yeah. is unfolding. Thank you. Right. Today. Thank you. In the world today. Climate change Climate is change. threatening one of the most mm-hmm. magnificent wild animals magnificent wild animals. on the planet. Gerbils. <laughs> Polar bears. Oh, okay. Oh, polar struggling bears. Struggling to survive. Oh, did you get that wrong? Yeah, I did. I I don't know because I, I to me the most magnificent of animals is the gerbil. Uh, <laughs> did Facebook decide that for you? <laughs> but, no, I decided that. <laughs> oh, okay. Now they're changing oh, okay. I'm it. sorry. Now they're saying polar bears. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More pack Ray unleash coming up. Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Hi, it's Pat, and I want to tell you about another podcast that I think you're going to love. It's called The News and Why It Matters. It's a group of us talking about the news stories that we think are important every day and why those stories matter to you. The News and Why It Matters. Look for it wherever you download your favorite podcasts. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Thank you so much for being here. 888-900-3393. It is Pat Gray Unleashed. Oh, you can also uh, reach us by tweet at Twitter uh, handle. It's uh, at Pat Unleashed. Saves 84 tweets. Uh, this is concerning the uh, Journal of Human Evolution of evolution that now has really found evidence. Hmm. It kind of backs up the Bible. But how do you explain Jeffy? Where is that scientific research? Okay. Excellent question. Missing link. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I mean, they tried to pawn Piltdown Man on us for 40, 42 years. Uh-huh. Uh, they couldn't, I mean, that that was a hoax. Mm-hmm. But Jeffy could actually be the missing link. I'm right in front of us the whole time. Right we never put us. two and two together. <laughs> 
And I, I think it just clicked. That's a great observation, Saves84. Uh, just to muck and fetch, says, uh, you know, about the Bono clip, Loving America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Bono's way of saying the U.S. punches above its weight. Now, wait a minute. I think he genuinely loves this country. I, I do, too. So I really do think he does. Stop it. Uh, from Dan Chappell, hey, enough of the hot dog contest. How about the cornhole tourney that followed on that followed on ESPN? <laughs> yes, I don't have a life. That's Thank awesome. you, Dan. So, was known there that. actually? I don't know. That's the toss across thing, right? It, yeah, yeah, bean bag. The yeah. bean bag. You throw the bean bag into the hole, yep. or, and they actually do call it cornhole, um, <laughs> which is unfortunate. <laughs> but ESPN broadcast that uh, and he seems to be being serious wow yes it apparently did wow. indeed happen and from ill from min uh i had to run into the store so okay so this picture oh oh we got a picture uh, tweet do we have a picture of, of ill from me. men mm-hmm. uh but uh, apparently look at that picture. see okay so there's a goat in the back seat the car <laughs> I guess is running. Uh huh. Yeah. The note. The note. And so says, you see, you look at the note that they left. That ill from men left. AC is on, and she's listening to Pat Gray Unleashed. Yeah. <laughs> so don't be freaking out. There's a goat in there. That's you great. Know? Oh, so no, don't you're... call the police or break the... the windows. I'm just inside. The AC's on. Everything's fine. Listening to her program. Here's yeah. what I would also like to understand. <laughs> Why is there a goat in your back seat? Okay. What is that about? Don't don't. I was going to say, we don't need to address the elephant in the room, but I should have better said, we don't need to address the goat in the car. Wow. All right. All right. But very cool. That is awesome. Thank you. Uh, a new Ipsos I, USA Today poll asked Americans to rate a list of items and people on how they symbolized the best and worst of America. Who do you think symbolizes the worst of America? <laughs> Number one. Oh, no, don't. <laughs> Politicians. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can get that. Yeah. Not a specific person, but politicians <laughs> in general. Okay. And number two, I love this. Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> Wait. An actual politician. They didn't just lump her in with all politicians. No, they did not. That's awesome. She got her special place in this awful poll. Hmm. Number three, and I love this too political correctness. Yes. Mm-hmm. The death of us. Number four, Paul Ryan. I don't know if he's worst of America, but I'm not a huge fan. At number five, Donald Trump. Eh, okay. Uh, number six, kneeling during the national anthem. Uh, that's yeah, that bothers me. At yeah. number seven, I totally support this. Yeah, Joe Scarborough. <laughs> Are At, people coming up with these on their own? They're given choices. I think they had a list of thirty okay. some people and and events and places and whatever. Rachel Maddow is number eight. <laughs> I'd put it probably a little higher. Uh, <laughs> bankers, just in general, bankers at number nine. I, I don't share that animosity toward bankers. Um, do you? I mean, I... No. Whatever. They're... No. I don't really... That's I don't just get interesting. The I mean, thing. I would love to see who all they had to choose from on this list. I would, too. I would, too. And at number 10, interesting choice, Tucker Carlson. <laughs> what? Tucker Carlson represents the worst of America. I guess he is a little confrontational, and he's quite a big uh, Donald Trump enthusiast. But, you know, on Fox, who isn't? (laughs) Well said, yeah. (laughs) So, 
Uh, I mean, when people ask, when are you going to be called the Donald Trump network? I mean, that's almost a legitimate criticism of Fox these days, as far as I'm concerned. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Can I just say that um, in recent weeks, uh, I, I, I saw some uh, mm-hmm. nephews of mine and we were talking about football. And I thought, if you want to know the impact that this that the NFL is struggling um, holding viewers, these are very athletic kids that that love sports, watch football. Mm-hmm. And I started to talk about football. I forgot how it came up, but one of my nephews asked me, "So, do you still watch football?" <laughs> like, that's a that's a that's wow. a conversation point now. Like people yeah. are asking, "You still watch football?" Okay. Uh, the answer. For me, is yes. Which was the same. Yes, I want to go on record for for my nephews, but I think there's some people in his circle of friends who are just like, well, I don't watch football anymore. That's uh, so, interesting. So yeah, wow. I, it's, it's having an impact at that level. And by the way, we are less than 30 days away now from the start of BYU Cougar football fall camp. Mm. Pretty excited about that. Yeah. Pretty excited. <laughs> Me too. Because they're going to improve on last year's 4-9 and nine record like you can't believe. I mean, there's nowhere to go but up, but okay. That's for sure. Hmm? Although they they got a dang tough schedule. Uh, but I'm predicting a 10-win season. We'll see. Oh, wow. Okay. I, I was right, told we'll something I didn't know uh, recently about Husker football. When Scott Frost took over, apparently in the first couple of days, our kids were so out of shape at Nebraska that they were just puking everywhere and passing out. And stuff. That's not a good sign. That's a great sign because he's going to get them into shape. See? But it's a bad sign that they were yeah. that out of well, shape. Well, it explains the last five years. Kind of does, <laughs> doesn't it? I digress. <laughs> wow. Not enough being asked of them by the... Apparently Mike Riley, yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Hmm. That seems to be the case with the BYU coaching staff as well. They were a little too friendly with the, with the guys and not demanding enough. And now they got new coaches in there and a new attitude. And apparently they're working dang hard. Uh, and so they open up against Arizona. Then I think they come home to play Cal. Then they play Wisconsin on the road. Uh-oh, please Washington win. on the road. <laughs> Oof. Yeah. It's a tough, tough start to the season. Um, we've been saving this all week. Speaking of worst of America, Michael Moore should have been on this list. And <laughs> I don't know if he was listed as one of the possibilities, but he should have been on the list. Uh-huh. The other day, he was on uh, Bill Maher's show. And they were talking about the fact that Trump, Michael Moore thinks he's going to win again. He thought he was going to win the last time, and he and he was right. And he thinks he's going to win again, but... That's only if the Democrats don't completely change their plan. Take a look at what he said uh, about Democrats and and the possibility of Trump being reelected. You and I were on this page before anybody else that he was right. serious about running and that he absolutely could one and probably would. Four so months maybe, before the election, maybe they I'm will saying, listen to us no, now. Well, no, they, they didn't won't. listen before. No, they're not going. And to. The, the, no, listen. But, but seriously, they have to listen. They have to. They you people, where are you? You <laughs> you have to listen. You have to listen this time but, because because mm-hmm. he is going to win the 2020 election. Mm-hmm. Even if he doesn't, he is, he's not going to leave. And he's not. That's well. No, that's what you okay. have to understand. He after the second term, if he doesn't have to, and he, nobody stops him. This man believes in being president for life. Yes. He said a few weeks ago, Roosevelt got four terms. Why can't I? Yes. Go down the whole. He loves President G, President he, Kim. He's got for for dictators, baby. He loves the dictators. And I'm telling you, 
I'm telling you, my okay. friends, if we don't stop it now, you'll look back at the show where we were all goofing around talking about the Handmaid's Tale. But this this is the moment, the moment that the that he said that he was going to appoint someone to the Supreme Court. And we know mm -hmm. this is the person, as you said earlier, what's your movie about? <laughs> Even Bill Maher <laughs> like, I got it. couldn't handle it. That's phenomenal. Ugh. But Michael Moore, with the desperation in I'm his eyes and his voice, and it's a lot like what we were feeling leading up to the second term of Barack Obama. We desperately wanted him out. And there were also people saying he's not going to leave when his term is over. Now, we never bought into that thing, that, that Barack Obama was not going to leave. There's just no way. That can't happen. And please, if you're a Democrat, don't listen to this nonsense. Donald Trump couldn't stay there if he, even if he wanted to. He could not do that. It just won't happen. It can't happen. Not at this point in America. Maybe, you know, 30 years from now, we'll, we'll have degraded to the point where that would be a possibility, but it certainly is not now. But they're, the, the height of their hatred for him is such that they've lost all reason. Any that they had in the first place, and Michael Moore never had any. So it's not surprising. In Michael Moore's case, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. The more you guys hate on Trump for no reason at all... Pushes people the, like us! I mean, that's why he's to going to be reelected. Like is because yeah. it, you guys are pushing everyone into a corner. Yes, because of that, I think it's going to be a much bigger spread, hmm. and he'll win the popular vote this time. Because they're just so insane about this. Yeah. Uh, there was more. Um, he talked about the GOP not having won a popular vote since 1988. Here he is. The majority of Americans are very liberal. They take the liberal position on most issues. They believe no. women should be paid the same as men. They Not believe that there's climate change. Go no. down the list. <laughs> no, they don't. They don't believe people should be thrown in jail for smoking marijuana. Go down the list. The majority okay. of our fellow Americans are liberal. No, and we, the Democrats, have won the presidency, the popular vote, in six of the last seven presidential elections. The Republicans have only won once since 1988 in 2004 with Bush. That's the only time they've won the popular vote. The country we live in doesn't want the Republicans in the White House. They don't want them running this country. We're the majority. No. We're the majority. No, you're not. And I don't know. On that positive note. This guy. Electoral college. Electoral college. Electoral college. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. Electoral college. Electoral college. Get rid of it. You're going to be really sorry if that movement ever takes root. Because it won't be good. You'll have four states that control absolutely every election. Won't even be worthwhile. Uh, voting in an election in a state like, you know, Wyoming or Montana, they're not going to have any say in this thing. I, I, I would I would hesitate to look at the popular vote as um, determining the ideological preferences of a nation. Um, if yeah, you can't. If Democrats were honest when they ran campaigns, if they actually told people what they wanted to do instead of telling them what they wanted to hear, and mm -hmm. then when, as soon as they get into office, become the... Uh, leftist, um, many cases, Marxist uh, um, uh, ideological force, and now that has power, has the reins of power. You know, if they were just honest during the campaigns, then I contend they would not be winning these popular votes uh, all of the time. But. In every poll I've ever seen, conservatives outnumbered liberals by about two to one. 
Uh, the last one I saw was 40, 42% consider themselves uh, conservative or right of center. 21% consider themselves left of center and the rest were independent. They were somewhere in between. The liberals are not the majority. They're the majority of the people crying wolf. They're the majority of the people who are babbling all the time, who are protesting all the time. Yeah, because we got better things to do with our time. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. All right, let me tell you about Brickhouse Nutrition. Field of Greens from Brickhouse Nutrition. I finally gave this just uh, a shot after hearing about it for years, and when I finally tried it, I was so glad I did because it just gives me a boost during the day. Not only that, but I know that I'm getting a full serving of organic fruits and vegetables in my diet. Uh, that They're prebiotic, probiotic, boost your immune system. There's antioxidant power in this. And it's not extracted from anything. It's actual real food. Uh, just put one scoop in eight ounces of water. It flavors it kind of like a Kool-Aid or put it into a shake or a smoothie. And you're done. It's that easy, and it actually tastes great, unlike kale. Go to BrickHouseNutrition.com or BrickHousePat.com. BrickHousePat.com. Try Field of Greens today. You'll get 10% off when you use the offer code PAT. BrickHousePat.com. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Blaze Radio Network. Welcome. Thanks for being here. 888-900-3393. And at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, see, at the at the box office, I still haven't seen Jurassic World yet. Fallen Kingdom. Have you seen that yet? I haven't seen Jurassic Park 2. Oh, you're not a Jurassic Park fan? I mean, the first one was good. First but one was really good. Yeah, I just, I don't get out much, man. They've kind of gotten, per- I, I don't know. How many, th- how many times can you do this? <laughs> Apparently, at least, what, five? Is this the fifth? Uh, but Ant-Man and the Wasp uh, opens today. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I want to see that. That actually looks pretty good to yeah, me. Yeah, it does. Um, but my wife won't go to that because she hates uh, these Marvel comic book things. Really? Yeah, she doesn't like them. Oh, wait, hold on. Has she seen any <clears throat> of them? Yeah, she has. And wh- which one did she go, okay, I can't see any more of these? Uh, I forget what the last draw was. It was, you know, one of the... One of those with uh, Iron Man in it. I don't know. Was it an actual Iron Man? <laughs> Wait, or was the it Avengers? Civil War? Because that was I excellent. Think, I think it was the Avengers where okay. she was like, okay, <laughs> I'm just, I'm done with these. Hmm. But I saw the last one. It wasn't bad. I've seen the last couple. In fact, I've probably seen all of them, yeah. but I, I've kind of hung with them. Yeah, me too. And just go with the kids because she won't go see them. Uh, and the last one. See, Black Panther I thought was really good. Excellent, yeah. It was good. And then the last one was the Avengers Civil War, right? Is that uh, what it was? And that series? No, it was Infinity uh, War. Yeah, thank you. Good grief. I knew. Infinity War was pretty good too, right? Yeah. Do you, you think? Yeah, and you can totally see how they're going to. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they have to. Yeah, you can totally just, the next installment, 
You can just predict how it's going to go. At this point, hasn't everybody seen Infinity War who plans on seeing it? You can probably say almost everybody dies. <laughs> you can't. Well, with with all of the movies coming out for Marvel, you know that can't stick. Can't stay that I way. I know that's the that's the thing when you're reading all of these uh contracts and yeah, so and so is signed to play, you know, 15 movies of right. whatever. Like, when no, but wait. Well, wait, he he's, died. He's uh, bye-bye. And, uh, <laughs> One of them, I read, has nine movies that was already signed up for. One of the guys, I won't say who, dies, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. It's one of the dead guys. Okay. And you're thinking, okay, well, he can't stay dead. But maybe it's a prequel. Nine prequels. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> don't, I don't think so somehow, but maybe... Mm, I'm not a comic book guy, but I love those. Uh, I do too. Those I movies. like them. Mm-hmm. They're fun. I I do hate it when they get a little too carried away and have to destroy entire cities. Like New York has to get destroyed in all of these through some battle at the end, mm. and it's like, okay, really? All these massive skyscrapers are going to tumble to the ground and kill everybody in them. But you remember now, that's the plot for one of the movies of you know, like uh, one of the Avenger movies. They 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 destroy they, they kill they, innocent people get killed right and that's what sets the stage for the R- next movie that true so yes uh, also there's a new is there a new purge yeah called the first purge okay. I thought we already saw the first purge no apparently it wasn't to push the crime rate below one percent for the rest of the year the new founding fathers of America test a sociological theory. That vents aggression for one night in it. Uh, so, yeah, it's the same thing. How can you... So, they've gone back with another prequel here? I don't know. I haven't seen any of those. <laughs> I think they just... Because, yeah, look, here, here again, outside looking in, have not seen any of the movies. Has everyone basically been killed? So, now they have to do a prequel because there's no one left to purge? I, I think that's pretty close, yeah. <laughs> I, I think maybe that is the issue in those. <sighs> Uh, then there's, you know, if you haven't seen Incredibles 2 yet, that's, that's okay. That's good. It's, it's for, not fabulous, but it's pretty good. I thought it was just as good as the original, which is very unusual really? for a sequel. Uh, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't like it as much as uh, the original, but, hmm. uh, Ocean's 8 with, uh, Sandra Bullock. That's not doing very well. Uh, and then something called Hereditary are some of your other choices. If you're thinking about a movie to get out of the heat this weekend. Uh, if you're thinking about a way to get to the theater, you might want to walk because driving your car is so stinking expensive right now. <laughs> it is. Here's how much uh, U.S. households are going to lose as the gas prices continue to rise. Mm. The, we're at a four-year high right now. And so the money that we spend on gas is eating into our disposable income. The average American household... We'll have a total of $440 less to spend this year on other things because the money is expected to go for higher gas prices. I hate that. The higher spending on gas could offset one-third of the gains from the tax cuts. Wow. That really sucks. Yeah. And then did you see that the the, uh, tariff, the trade war officially goes into effect tonight between... uh between the U.S. and uh, China. Oh, uh, no. Yeah. Is so, that on steel and all the goods? Yeah, service? let's see. So um, I guess mm. midnight tonight, uh, Chinese machine parts, medical devices, stuff like that. 
Meanwhile, China is uh, threatening that uh, they could end up putting tariffs on American seafood, uh, meat from America, and of course, you know, SUVs are apparently going to be... Our SUVs are killing the planet. So that's a good thing if our SUVs are priced so high that you can't afford them. Uh So that's actually a good thing. (laughs) There's another good thing here, too. Um, Apparently, the most wanted ISIS executioner who burned soldiers alive has been shot dead. Abu Tala al-Turki was living with a $320,000 bounty on his head after his role in a horrific execution of two Turkish soldiers. Uh, How ironic that his name is al-Turki and he killed (laughs) Turkish soldiers. Al-Turki appeared in a sick video in 2016, burning alive two soldiers as they stood chained to a stake. Oh, my gosh. Uh, He appeared wearing all black, carrying a machine gun, and was the one who ignited the fire using a detonator. Flames then made their way up the chains, which were tied to the two men, doused in fuel, and burned them to death. Unimaginable. Fortunately, the good news... He was killed last month in a firefight with U.S.-backed Syrian Defense Forces. That is awesome. Um, yeah, uh, just that, amazing what's going on, e- even though we never hear about this anymore. That's exactly what I was about to say. I wonder how many other similar bad guys that we just don't see the headlines for, you know? Yeah. But, and, uh, and who was it that the leader of ISIS's son was just killed by uh, by Allied forces as well. Oh wow! I didn't so know that. yeah, we've made some good strides lately. It's just a, they don't we don't talk much about it anymore. It's like yeah, is there a war still going on? Huh? Yeah. Never heard about that. I didn't realize we uh, we still had any uh, uh, any battles going on anywhere in the world. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Um, in her article, the millennial socialists are coming. Michelle Goldberg, New York Times equivalent of Nurse Ratchet, commended the supposed new wave of socialists on the rise. Talk of popular control of the means of production is anathema to many older Democrats, even of even very liberal ones. It plays a lot better, though, with the young. This is what I've been saying. This is one of the problems with this generation because they've been so infuriatingly uh, propagandized in school, they all think socialism is terrific. They they equate socialism with equality. Everybody's equal. Nobody's racist. Uh, no, there's no income disparity. Everybody has the same wonderful life as everybody else in a socialist system. We'll tell you more about this and and the surveys uh, that have been taken. As we talk about millennial socialists, coming up in a sec here. Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network.
is here. New York Times column, columnist, uh, columnist uh, writes that the millennial socialists are coming. Now, I agree with that. I just disagree with her opinion about that. She thinks it's it's great. I think it, it's the death of the country if we don't find a way to uh, stop this socialist tide. Uh, she says, talk of popular control of the means of production is anathema to many older Democrats, even very liberal ones. It plays a lot better, though, with the young. One recent survey shows that 61% of Democrats between 18 and 34 view socialism positively. 61%. Uh, Oh, boy. There's like a Sugar Ray song in my head now, When It's Over. Because that's what this feels like right now. It does. Boy. Indeed, she says, while there's a lot of talk about an ideological civil war among Democrats on the ground, boundaries seem more fluid. In Pennsylvania recently, I met with moderate suburban resistance activists who'd volunteered for Inamorado, thrilled to support a young woman who could help revitalize the Democratic Party. Who's Inamorato? DeVita, baby? Uh, Goldberg muses... After Ocasio-Cortez's win, Pelosi denied Republican claims that socialism is ascendant in the Democratic Party. It is. I don't, I don't know how she dare even say that it's not. It's hard to blame her for being defensive since, for generations, socialist was considered a slur. And it's one that's hurled at Democrats indiscriminately. But I think she's wrong. There are more candidates like Ocasio-Cortez out there. And the Democrats should welcome them. (laughs) It needs their youth and zeal and willingness to do the work of rebuilding the party as a neighborhood institution. And they're coming. Whether the party's leadership likes it or not. Huh. That is the fault of the public education system. And it's also, I think, uh, it also shows us how effective we've been in fighting back socialism and communism because they don't see the fruits of it anymore. They don't, well, except for you've got Venezuela there. Um, that's a pretty good example of what happens in a socialist society. Let's see, just one, one little aspect of how well socialism is doing, 43,000% inflation in one year. That's a pretty good indication of the splendor of socialism. But we've got this. I think there is a wave coming. Uh, I don't know how big it is, but I think it's fairly significant. You got Ocasio Cortez. You've got these these other scattered socialists. You've got got Bernie Sanders, who's one of the leaders of the party, and will probably run for president again. Yeah, and you know, earlier I said the Democrats, if they would just be honest about what they what they wanted to uh, run on, what they wanted to accomplish, mm-hmm. they wouldn't have the the electoral success. That, that Michael Moore has seen in popular votes for president and stuff like that. And I think that's right. definitely true on a presidential level. Obama wasn't honest. I mean, we Not had to actually all. go and dig and see what he actually had done. But you know what? The, this lady, um, uh, Cortez there, she's being honest. 
She is. And she, and I think in specific areas of the countries, uh, of the country, you can have uh, representatives get elected that are absolutely unashamed and, and mm-hmm. uh, socialists. I think so. in the Northeast, you could have plenty of socialists elected. From New York on upward through Maine, uh, you could have socialists, hardcore, admitted, proud socialists win. Like her. She, she's, she's one of those. Except when you ask her to pin down, okay, what is a democratic socialist? And then she goes into this, to me, <laughs> what that means is that in the wealthiest country in the history of the world, nobody should be poor. Well, you know what? That's, that is great utopianism. That's, it's wonderful to hear. And I, I love that you think nobody should ever be poor. So do I. The fact is you can't eradicate the poor from this earth ever. It's just, we, none of us like it. It's just going to be a fact of life forever. There's no way you can just say that everybody is going to be wealthy. Everybody in this country is going to be wealthy because we're a wealthy country. Well, just the nature of freedom makes that an impossibility. And then if you force everybody to be equal, that doesn't work either because then everybody's equally poor. <laughs> That's what happens in your hardcore socialist countries. Yeah, you cannot have guarantees. There's no way. And still live under the U.S. Constitution. You can have a guarantee of opportunity. Yeah. We all we offer everybody the same opportunity. And I think we're fairly close to that. Now, it's not perfect. Somebody's going to be discriminated against. But for the most part, you know, Ocasio-Cortez is a good example of it. And so is Barack Obama. If you apply yourself, if you work really hard, if you're creative, if you've got some skills, there's a really good chance in the United States of America, you're going to become very successful. You might even become quite wealthy. But you can't guarantee that. There is no way you can do that in our society or anybody else's. Yeah, you can give all the income you want. You can send all the cash payments to all of your citizens Every month, and you know what will happen? They'll just stop working hard. You're not going to produce anything, and then your society goes to hell. You got nothing going for you. It just doesn't work, and they've got to be made. This millennial generation has to be made to understand that. Look at Venezuela. The people are dirt poor, they don't have any medical services. They can't get food. They can't get clean water. I mean, even water is almost impossible to get in some places in Venezuela right now. Go to the grocery store and the price has gone up 43,000% in one year. I mean, I it's really hard. I, I don't know how you get it through the heads of these kids because they see examples like Norway that's held up to be this wonderful Shangri-La. Well, have you ever been there? Maybe you should go there and live if you think it's so great. And then you can tell me about their free education and their free health care and how wonderful all of it is. This is 100 years of progressive education paying off now. Yeah, it is. And they were patient and they were consistent. And now we're in the shape we're in. Their persistence and their patience has paid off because they really finally have influenced a whole generation of people who bought in. 61% of them believe Socialism's a good thing? Frightening. Meanwhile, at the University of Texas, 
They've got a really good prevention program called um, Get Sexy, Get Consent. And it details some of the things you should keep in mind and do before you should have sex. Maybe this is a good thing because maybe people will just stop having premarital sex. (laughs) Maybe we'll just become a really moral people where that's just not an issue anymore. Did you read that last story? Was That that was you that read that last story. (laughs) Yeah, I was. Just making sure. You're right. (laughs) So this is a Voices Voices Against Violence group at at UT. Sounds lovely. And they're offering uh, an hour-long college seminar called Get Sexy, Get Get Consent. (laughs) I think this is probably going to be really, really sexy. Okay, here we go. In the seminar, student actors run through different uh, scenarios between potential partners who are planning to have sex. They show the audience how your conversations about intimacy should go, Uh, what is considered consent, and what's not. It's worth noting maybe that the students running this class have no credentials at all that qualify them to lecture other people about this subject. <laughs> They're not experts in any way. They're just little mindless robots who have been trained by the government with their propaganda. Some of the preemptive solutions, though. Okay, here we go. Suggested to avoid you know bad situations. Um... You need to establish a safe word. Okay. Okay. All right. I thought we already had a safe word. That's no. <laughs> no. Hey, want to have sex? No. And you can mix in, you know, if you, if you want some variety, you could mix in the word stop. Stop would be another good one. No or stop are good safe words. You might try hell no. Or stop or I'll punch you in the face. Now, these are safe sentences, Pat. Okay. We're trying to stick to just simple-minded. So we're talking about somebody who's not intending to uh, rape you. We're talking about, like, consensual sex among dating people. Maybe Maybe you misinterpreted a signal. Right. Okay, so safe words. Stop or no, as far as I'm concerned, but they're thinking other kinds of words. Uh, when I say anti-disestablishment tarianism, what I mean by that is for you to stop doing the things you're doing to me. Yeah, that'll kill the mood. <laughs> you pull that word out. Uh, okay, so that seems like a, a kind of a strange thing. If you have to establish a safe word between the two of you before <laughs> you start getting intimate, maybe you're not on good footing in maybe this the relationship. the trust isn't quite there yet. Right. <laughs> Okay, another thing you should establish is the correct pronoun your partner would like to be called by. Okay. And what they would like their body to be called as well. You know what? If you have to (laughs) determine what pronoun you're going to use. Yeah. You shouldn't probably be intimate. Well, not interested. Or interested. That's just weird. Sorry. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, but... That's their suggestion. You got to ask your partner if they address their body or body parts by a certain name. And this program, it's run by experts, right? Experts in the field and everything. No, right? no. Uh-uh. they've got absolutely no expertise in these things. No credential. Okay. Uh, okay. So, <laughs> but these two things have to be done before any sexual activity takes place. All of this will help your partner feel safer, according to the people running the seminar. They also made it clear that you should get consent for every new action you take during this encounter 
to avoid any liability. Like, let's say you start with holding hands. Oh, that's sweet. May I put my arm around you? Anti-disestablishmentarianism. Okay, I won't do that. Wow. May I kiss you? May I tongue kiss you? I mean, every new action has to... And you got to get a verbal confirmation. You can't just, like, if there's, like, this awkward pause, you can't just interpret that as the partner's good with it. Not only, like, not only do I think it should be verbal, yeah. I think it should be in writing. I think you need to put it down on writing. Like, do you think maybe there's like a whiteboard next to the bed? No. And you just kind of scribble off? There should be a uh, a, a lawyer's uh, contract, huh. maybe, that's there in triplicate. Okay. And you have to fill out all of it before each activity I don't takes wanna, place. Yeah, I don't want to put this on the guys, but let's just say the guy has like a list of things he would love to have occur. And it just maybe just keep like a little checklist, and but you don't want to reveal the whole thing. You just kind of like you just one 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 thing at a time. You just pull down a little cover, and then you just see if mm-hmm. she agrees with it, and I, then sign right. Okay, now I, we shall proceed. I will tell you this: if if these people, if these millennials start doing this kind of stuff, you're going to have a lot less unmarried sex going on. Yeah, see, and then you won't even have to worry then about if abortion is legal it. or not. So maybe we should be loving this uh, whole <laughs> seminar. They also made it clear um, they're really asking people to be like the guy in um, there's a I guess they show a video from the TV show New Girl and you're supposed to be like that guy who I imagine uh, it, or like do you remember the skit that that uh, Stu did on Wonderful yes, World what of I'm Stu? Yes, while you're doing this. So great, <laughs> where they actually did have to sign. In fact, Jeffy played the referee. He got behind. <laughs> there was a couple on the couch, and they started making out. Uh-huh. And Jeffy got up in his uh, referee outfit and whistled the action to stop. And then there'd be a penalty called, and they went through this whole thing. This is now actual real life. <laughs> That's not even a funny comedy skit anymore. It's the way you're supposed to get intimate with somebody. <laughs> In the, in the end, though, they say, all of this does not matter. If someone reports you for sexual misconduct to the university, hmm? you could tell the dean that you have video proof of your partner consenting, a signed contract, and evidence they never used the safe word established. You're probably still going to be ostracized and expelled, and that's it's probably right. Hmm. This is getting so ridiculous. I mean, nobody wants non-consensual sex to occur but i mean i i i guess in this day and age you you really have to you really do have to go to these extremes and again maybe it's a good thing maybe it'll cut down on uh premarital sex if you're a bible believer <laughs> that would be a good thing right triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. remember when jp morgan CEO Jamie Diamond Diamond called uh, Bitcoin a fraud. Well, the price fell 24% in the days that followed. And then JP Morgan turned out to be one of the most active buyers afterward on behalf of their clients of a fund that tracks the Bitcoin price. At the World Economic Forum in Davos, Switzerland, George Soros publicly called Bitcoin a bubble. A few weeks later, member of his $26 billion family office, reportedly received the green light to buy cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin. 
So, uh, what are you supposed to think of Bitcoin? Well, we're going to explore all of this in a free live online broadcast. Glenn is doing, he's personally hosting this on July 19th, two weeks from today. All you have to do to enjoy this, to learn from this, is go to BeckCryptoShow.com and you can register for this free special event. You'll discover the new case for Bitcoin. We'll reveal the names of three cryptos Tika Tawari recommends you should buy right now. And you'll also have a chance to take part in Palm Beach Letters' exclusive $2 million Bitcoin giveaway. Get all the details and register for this free event that Glenn would like for you to attend. Go to BeckCryptoShow.com. That's BeckCryptoShow.com. This is Pat Gray. The Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray returns on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, and it Pat unleashed on Twitter. Hey, you don't have to worry about anything anymore because uh, there's a fat female superhero coming. Uh, asking for, you know, we're asking for some much needed diversity in the superhero film lineup, and so Sony has decided to move ahead with a new movie featuring a plus size female lead. It's a live-action adaptation of the Valiant comic superhero story, Faith. Okay. Uh, <laughs> American Gods writer Maria Melnick has been signed to write the movie, which will star superhero Faith Herbert, a jubilant comics and science fiction-loving geek... Who also happens to have telekinetic superpowers? Okay. Faith marks a step forward toward making spandex characters more inclusive. All right. I think I should put the microphone over here. (laughs) Since the men are almost always well-muscled and the women, you know, look like models, supermodels. You don't want that. You just, you don't want that. There's nothing worse than uh-huh. men that are muscled and women that look fantastic with great bodies. Yeah. Nobody wants to see People that. hate that stuff. They don't want to see it. What they want to see is a plus-size woman <clears throat> able to fly <laughs> and has the ability to levitate other objects in her companion field. <laughs> Wait a minute. Uh, now I just see. Oh, <laughs> hang on. She also doesn't brood like most superheroes. She's... A pretty effervescent young woman in the current series starring Faith, which is written by Jody Hauser, the lead uh, character moves to Los Angeles where she holds a secret identity as a reporter. Okay, good. All right. Hold on, but she's chunky and she can fly? But she's chunky and she can fly. That is, And no. she can make other things levitate. So that is exciting. Like a fork. Um, you know... Obviously, this is going to be followed by a trans character, a gay character. We probably already have gays in Marvel series, don't we? If anybody knows, I'd like to hear about that. What Are there comics, Marvel comics, or what's the other one? Um, 
Marvel or DC Thank you. that feature either trans characters or gay, bi, queer, trans. Or there's just enough ambiguity to leave you wondering. Yeah. Anybody in that LGBTQIA plus mm-hmm. family, anybody, I'd like to know about that. 888 Also, Scarlett <laughs> Jan- Scarlett Scarlet Johansson is uh, not a fat superhero. No, she's not. But she's it's... about to play a fat trans. Oh, really? Man, yes. Wait. Mm-hmm. Okay. I... Mm-hmm. She just accepted a role to play a transgendered man, hmm. and people are pissed <laughs> because she's a cisgender person who is playing a transgender person. Keith, obviously, <laughs> so obviously people are upset. Uh, the fact that you're not shows uh-huh. your incredible hatred to trans people. Okay. She's joining director Rupert Sanders to star in a movie called Rub and Tug, a <laughs> film based on the true story of transgender massage parlor owner Dante Tex Gill. Uh, wow. Uh-huh. You know, people were pissed when she played in when she starred in the movie Ghost in the Shell. Why? Because she her character was the Japanese manga character Major Matoko Kusanagi, mm-hmm. and of course she's not Japanese. So why didn't they get a Japanese person to play her? I don't know. Maybe because they released the movie in the United States and we don't know any of the Japanese stars. I don't know. <sighs> You remember all the time the straight people in this world got pissed when they found out that actors were gay playing mm-hmm. straight roles? Remember all those times we were just like, oh my gosh, the guy who played Doogie Howser is gay? Right. Oh! Yeah, I don't remember them oh. getting mad about that. I, I don't remember that part. I swear. I, so so she started getting crap because she's yeah. not trans. And, you know, people were tweeting to her. So she she released a statement. That says, yeah, tell the tell these people that they can be directed to Jeffrey Tambor, Jerry, Jared Leto, or Leto, and Felicity Huffman, Huffman, because those are all cisgender people who played transgender characters in Transparent, Dallas Buyers Club, and Transamerica. And that made the trans people even more angry because she flippantly dismissed concerns. Okay. Over this new role. Yeah. Okay, this is just where we are now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is kind of fun. I like this one because it's liberals eating their own. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Scarlett Johansson is a massive liberal, and so are all of the people that are bashing her now. So, <laughs> Good. Keep that going, because I, you're just, you know, you made this world. <laughs> And now you're being devoured by it. Have fun living in it. Serves you right. All right. We'll see you tomorrow. Back here on Pat Unleashed. Pat Gray Unleashed. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.